Well, hello, this is Jimmy Sam for another Truth Podcast. Hope you're all doing fine. I'm doing great. Well, this episode is a special treat for me. I get to talk again to my friend Kevin Trudeau. If you haven't heard the other episode, uh, geez, it was from a, a long, long time ago, February of 2021. We were kind of still in the pandemic, and uh, I don't know. This is uh, going back and listening to episodes, which I never do, <laughs> except for the, having to do these clips uh these reels on the internet has made me go back and actually listen to them, mostly out of uh, disgust of hearing my own voice. Yeah, I hate it. But man, uh, it's been a real fun trip down memory lane. And this one was especially good. Kevin Trudeau, you got me with some grenades here. It was like listening to this one back, as I said, episode 18 with Kevin Trudeau was uh, a real treat for me. It was, uh, we got into a lot of shit. We talked about a lot of stuff and we went in many different ways. I do believe he melted down my studio. That's when I learned the art of uh, backup recordings and such. <laughs> but man, we went uh, through the ins and outs of a lot of things and uh, got kind of deep with uh, our lives and what we were doing. And I'm so, I was glad to be able to uh, reach out to him again. And he's generously taken me up on the offer to talk to him again because we were all in a way different headspace back then than where we are now. And I kind of want to get his thoughts on everything that's been going on, what's going on. And, you know, who knows? This conversation is going to go wherever it goes. I'm excited. I'm doing the uh, pre-show a couple of days beforehand in anticipation. So I'm getting my studio set up and uh, all my levels ready to go. So I just had to hit, click the old uh, record button and we'll be ready to go. Uh, it seems like the podcast is still picking up some steam around the world. So that's been fun. Um as you guys know, Brian Blue will be on every other episode or so with me uh, in between me doing uh, my interviews and stuff like that. We're going to keep uh, mixing it up with other guests and stuff like that and seeing what's going on. But Brian and I have kind of a natural flow. We've known each other forever, so we can bullshit about almost anything, which has been uh, most of the guests I've had on the podcast. It's been pretty cool. But Brian is, uh, yeah, a good old friend of mine, and we have really good conversations that just crack me up. If you guys heard from the reels, they've been, uh, they're, they're, it's a lot of fun. So I really appreciate that, y'all. Um, let's see, popping out to the new days. What else is going on? Not much. That's enough. We're going to hit you with that uh, intro, and uh, next time I talk to you, we'll probably be back with, probably, geez, Jim, with Kevin Trudeau. And... Hopefully he will not blow up my studio. Love you guys. with Kevin Trudeau. Hey. Kevin, how you doing? Did you hear me pouring Kevin. whiskey? 
<laughs> no, I haven't even poured some for myself yet. I need to kind of get to that. How you doing, man? I'm all right. You know, yourself? Good, good. In a decent place. Feeling the flow. <laughs> I'm sitting in the backyard. There's uh, this bird nest over the garage light. And <laughs> I made, like, peace with the uh, the robin that's in the nest. But nobody... <laughs> Nobody told her boyfriend, so he's been yelling at me for the last few minutes here. But it's just too, too lovely an evening to sit at, you know, inside. Although I'm gonna have to go inside and get myself some whiskey now that you mentioned it. <laughs> good. I don't want to drink alone. <laughs> no, you can't drink alone. That's not good. How you been? What's new? What's going on? Oh, Tell man. me every little thing. <laughs> no, it's good. I just been uh, I've been putting out some reels and stuff like that, and going through old podcasts, which I. Did not do since I've started. <laughs> so I was like listening to clips and shit like that. And I was remembering uh, uh, the podcast we had. And I started listening to it for clips and stuff like that. And I was like, man, I think I could clip every 10 minutes. I can clip something here and find it. I was like, I got to call this guy back. Got to hook back up. I remember we were talking right after the pandemic. Yeah. We were a little doomy and gloomy. And I fucked up the podcast. <laughs> so I was like... I was like, oh, I got to see what this guy's doing. I've uh, been trying to keep up with you online. I've seen you were on a couple things. I kind of got a Monday night live off. stream. I did a couple of those, but I uh, I kind of got off of the internet a lot. It's been kind of nice. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> it's been much great honor, that's for sure. It's been like calm to like kind of set my phone down a lot, you know, and. I kind of, well, last time we talked, I don't think I was working, um, which was different for me because yeah. I've worked most of my life and, you know, I've always pulled something, whether I was, you know, whether I was doing, you know, whether I was playing or whatever, I was usually, you know, kind of doing some other hustle, you know, right. putting together some other thing. So for a little while, I was kind of not, and that felt weird. I was just home with my son and doing all that stuff, but I'm back in collar shirts and cardigans and, you know, working all that kind of fun stuff. Oh, back to the grind, huh? A little bit. I mean, it's not really, I'm I'm back in restaurants because I know them. Oh, nice. What are you doing? Just, uh, you managing? What you got going on? Yeah, I'm managing kind of a bigger place here in Aurora, so oh, nice. that's kind of nice. You know, right. that's cool, it's been man. a long time since I was in a house this big, but I, but I have worked for the company before oh, okay. and I, and I get along with everybody here pretty well. Um, you know, life's good. Hey, I like that. I like that. I mean, we, we were at, we, uh, the first podcast we did, we were kind of like in some wild times. We still didn't know what was going on. I think Yo, it was so weird. <laughs> I know. It's like, it's, this is such a, a friggin' time machine, man. It's just like listening back. And I was just like, wow. I was like, this was just such a, you know, we were, we were not confident about what was happening, obviously, but, uh, hopeful, you know, oh, yeah. kind of the tail end, but we didn't, you know, nobody really knew. <laughs> I don't know if you're already going right now or if I should, you know, hold off and we should get into this heavier when you're ready. I mean, I don't know what, how you do. Oh, I'm already on and rolling. I just, I already had a level for you. So I just did it on Perfect. the fly. 
So we're good. Oh, perfect. Good. Yeah. So you're a restaurant guy. Yeah. You've owned some. I mean, what are you, uh, what are you in the middle of right now? What's kind of lighting you up right now? Oh, uh, mostly the podcast. But besides that, I, I was talking to you last time too. I was like, I don't know anybody. Sad Jim, you know, being out here in Iowa. Yeah. And I finally got this dude that might, you know, it's the, the back and forth musician thing. Like, He's like, I sing. I'm like, okay, well, come on out. He's like, well, I don't have a PA or everything. I'm like, I got everything. Just come out and, you know, and we'll we'll give it a shot, you know. <laughs> like, How, so. How's it going? How's it feel? Oh, he hasn't made it yet. <laughs> okay, got it. Fair. Yeah, yeah it's been like a, a few weeks of just a phone tag and texting crap. It's always a matter of that, you know, that, you know, it's like any friendship or whatever. It's like first meeting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You kind of got to find a way to make it actually happen. Yeah, that's that. That's been the hard part, you know, just yep. just getting it started. But you know, I was like, I learned a few songs that he knew, so you know, I was like, all right, well, say you know, it's not wasting my time. I don't mind playing guitar. Yeah. So I was like, exactly. we'll get there. Oh. <laughs> I hope. It's always good to play. I'm not playing a ton of guitar. I'm mostly still playing mandolin. Um, but I did start kind of gigging again lately. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, that's what I was just going to ask. I wanted to get into that because you, we weren't doing, either of us weren't doing shit at the time. So no, how long have you been back was, into it? Um, God, let me think here. Uh, last summer, well, so I've had this thing that's been, it's about 10 years old, really. The, the guys I'm playing with here uh, are all people I've just kind of crossed with over the last 10, you know, 15, 20 years. However, I, I feel old whenever I say that, but, um, <laughs> so Ron Donovan, uh, who kind of played in the last incarnation of five year jacket, uh, after, well, Pat was so damn good. I had to get two people when he was gone <laughs> to play um, is the joke, you know, so I, I found another guitar player to work with me a lot. And um, this was Ron and he came in and stepped in. He was a guy, another restaurant dude I'd met. And um, been a huge part of my life, wound up being the best man at my wedding, wound up being just sort of lots and lots of, you know, I don't know, the trajectory of my life, he's just kind of always been there. Oh, and, cool good friend, good player, good human. Um, just, you know, that. And so every time I play, I call him. I was talking to my friend Doug uh, a couple days ago. That's a bass player I've worked with off and on, not in this project here, but Doug's uh, just a phenomenally good dude and good player. And we're kind of always like, yeah, we just call Ron, you know, and Ron's like super humble. And he always is like, well, you don't need me. I'm like, I need you. <laughs> And a lot of it's just because he's a really attentive, really patient, good dude that can kind of hear where you're probably not going to go. And he kind of goes in there and plays that. Oh, that's, yeah, that's hard to find. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> you know, and then there's a guy, Jake Mack, that um, plays a ton around here. He's a guy from uh, Big Rock, actually. And oh, okay. I, I, I still think of him in my head as a kid, but I mean, he's mid thirties now, I think, or early thirties or something. He's got a kid and he's married. And so I don't think he's a kid. I have no idea how old he is. I don't ask anybody anymore, but <laughs> I've known him for a long time. I started watching him play when he was like 20 and just starting to gig. And my God, is he a good player? Uh, nice. Like just this guy that, um, 
can do damn near anything with that instrument. And it's super frustrating, but also super beautiful to watch. Yeah. You know, right on. So it's, you know, I've been, you know, initially when he first started playing, he was just a guy I'd heard and I thought he was so damn good. I'm like, Hey, if you ever just want an opening spot or whatever, you know, we got a few people that I think should hear you. And he was doing that. And I would say within a few years, he was just drawn way better than us. So I just flipped over and started opening for him. Yeah. And, right on. You know, so I got him and a guy, Chad Watson, that plays bass. Um, really astoundingly great player. And um, I picked him up because he was, I, he he had played like he was usually kind of for hire and he always like was sorry i'm still sneaking in terrible cigarettes and, and whiskey now thanks for the idea <laughs> but but chad is a great player good in tune player um plays fretless and played upright and then then um we were playing the four of us and we kind of came together with this kind of bluegrass thing as an example for a reason for me to play mandolin and we just kind of would screw around and whenever we had time in between other gigs, cause I mean, both Chad and, and Jake work a ton. And I mean, that's not to say Ron doesn't get plenty of calls cause he's a good player too. And so we were playing that for years and just called it St. Malarkey cause we figured we were the patrons saying the bullshit cause we were just kind of, <laughs> <That's great. laughs> it made us laugh. Um, they're just, you know how like when you're playing around and eventually, you know, occasionally you just kind of meet other bands and like you just get along with them. Yeah. Yep. Instinct. Yeah. These guys were all, they were all doing stuff and we just always got along. Oh, that's awesome. And so we just found a reason to play and played a bunch of stuff and, you know, you know, it all made sense at the time. And uh, then probably, well, last summer or right before it, we had, um, a drummer that we've known for a long time that kind of said, Hey, if you ever need a drummer and his name's Jim Hurley, really awesome guy. And if, up until then, I'd only had a chance to kind of play with him once or twice. Cause he's a busy guy and you know, he's got a full-time gig and he's, I don't know. So just last summer we're like, yeah, why don't we do some stuff with the drummer and let's plug back in again. And so we did, and it just really clicked. And so we've been playing every couple of months now and, that's a lot for me these days. Excellent. Where where are you playing at lately? I seen the the Monday one of those uh, Monday night live streams. That was from a coffee shop or the venue or something. That was the venue. Yeah, oh, okay. the venue's a really really cool place. That was. Um, how long have you been out of the area now? I'm uh, trying to think. Five six years. All right. So they well, there was a record store that was in Batavia, then Geneva. Now it's back in Batavia, I believe. Uh, called Kiss the Sky. Hell yeah. Okay. Yeah. Love that place. And the, yeah. Awesome. The guy who owns it is the guy, Steve Warrenfels, who has kind of appointed himself the keeper of like all things Fox Valley music, you know? Oh, cool. All and the local guys, everybody? Local guys, young guys, older guys, you know, us, and, you know, I mean, I ain't going to say you're old, but I know I am. Um, <laughs> and, um, but he's kind of, put together some stuff and he's come up with a couple of recording projects for us to do. There was a thing 10 years back he did called Maiden Aurora and he just called a bunch of people that were around the area and told us to bring in whatever songs we were working on. And let's just, and he paid for the recording oh, wow. and put it out on a record. And it was just sort of like, Hey, I know 
Some of you guys don't know each other. Some of you guys know each other pretty well, but let's just find a reason to go do it. Found a local studio. We recorded it right on the river in Aurora. And um, it was fun. It was awesome. I was able to get the, the band I was playing with at the time, which was um, Meat Hawk, which yeah, okay. I thought was an absolutely hilarious name, right? <laughs> <laughs> Almost everything I'm motivated to do is because it made me laugh. And, this, and those guys, and actually Shad and Ron both played in that. And then Small Shiny Things, which was um, sort of the thing that came out of the ashes of Five Year Jack. And after that, all kind of fell apart. Okay. Um, it was a bunch of people that had played together in that. And so we got a song from well, each on there. Meat Hawk got one and so did Small Shiny Things. And um, it was great. And it was fun. And Steve kind of threw the whole thing together. And around that, I, I got to know a bunch of people uh, that we're all really cool players and we started playing and I don't know. So we, he started the venue to get back to where you're asking. So the venue is, uh, you know, about a 200 seat place and maybe it's a little bigger. I don't know the specs on it. Um, but he pays a fair price and gets a lot of good musicians, gets, you know, nationals and, and regionals to come through there and he runs it as a nonprofit and, as long as he can keep it, you know, in black ink, I mean, it seems like he keeps having a good home for us locals and getting in some really cool people that, you know, have been playing around for a long time. It's just a really cool spot, you know? Oh, excellent. That's cool. That, yeah. So, I've, I've just heard it through, I guess, probably just through seeing your video online, but yeah, it's been around for a while now. Yeah. They've been there for, gosh, trying to think. Um, it has to have been, six seven years now oh, okay and they just they've put together really cool staff um there's not a whole lot of people that work there because again it's not profit so but they got a board and volunteers and the full-time people there's a music director there's a guy named scott tipping who is a really awesome dude and fairly heavy his um he played with a band called backyard tire fire for a number of years and while doing that, picked up a bunch of other gigs. And so for a while, he was playing with, um, uh, well, he played with Los Lobos a few times. So that was kind of a, a oh, big cool. gig for him. And he's done a couple other things that were fairly good size. So he did some national touring. Um, one of the guys he plays with is a guy named Peter Himmelman that got some radio play in the 90s and early 2000s, but has a pretty good budget because he happens to be Bob Dylan's son-in-law. That works. Yeah, so <laughs> that's a cool gig for tipping. But he does he does pit stuff, and there's really no better player you're likely to meet. He he never overplays. He does almost everything perfectly. He can sing. He can play. And I think what I've discovered over the course of time, like when I was doing stuff as a band leader and just putting my name on it. There's a point where you stop caring who the best player in the room is because there's lots of cool players with lots of good points of view. Um, and you just kind of hire the people that are really decent people and really kind of fun in the van. And tipping embodies that. Scott is so good as a human and just so much fun to sit and just kind of shoot the shit with. I can see why he gets the gigs he gets, you know? Oh, cool. Not only can he play anything, he absolutely is great company you know perfect yeah that's what you need so it's it's kind of cool he's the music director and they got sarah garcia who is um kind of the, the head of it for the most part she runs it she's the gm i believe and 
I'm not even sure what her full title is, but she worked for, uh, God, I'm going to get it wrong, but I think it was Jam for a long time. So her resume is just giant. So she Was that produced, like Jam Productions? Yeah. Oh, so wow. she did, she produced concerts for just absolutely enormous people, you know? <laughs> I mean, she's friends with like Pearl Jam and she's friends with, you know, all these people that are just tremendous and big, you know? I mean, I, I was talking to her husband last time I played there and, um, I, they threw me on an opening uh, spot in front of a uh, really cool sing, singer-songwriter um, out of Nashville named Sarah Clanton, who okay. played cello and accompanied herself. And she was badass and very cool and super down-to-earth. And, like, we traded phone numbers, and we, we've been friendly and um, trying to, you know, support. Next time she's in the area, I'll try and do what I can to get people out. And she played in Utah and I was able to send a few friends. I got out in Utah to go. Um, and then missed a few actually Pat's brother, Mike, uh, is out in Utah now and he couldn't make it, but I think he sent some folks too. Oh, wow. That's cool. That's a, that's a nice community. I dig when all that stuff goes together like that. Well, I think, you know, man, as you get older, like the world just kind of like shotgun, everything kind of scatters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's I get, for sure. <laughs> I got friends all over the place now. And, you know, I don't know a ton of people in Utah, but I figure the people I know that got roots out there know a few people. So they send some folks and you can help out a few people here and there, you know? Yeah, that, dude. Uh, yeah, that's, you know, it's so appreciative to an artist, too. It's just like, you know, and then them being it, maybe saying hi afterwards, like Kevin sent me, you know, that's, that's just, yeah, yeah. that's gotta be a, a nice little hug. Like, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. And so playing the venue is great. Cause you go there and I, I kind of, they have a nice little green room and they give you some beers and I bring a bottle of whiskey and I shared it with Sarah last time I was there and we sit there and then afterwards you kind of visit with, you know, I get all these stories with Sarah and her husband and then Scott Tipping and these guys have all met everybody in the world you can think of. And <laughs> I know great. nobody, I know nobody famous, but they know all these heavies. And I'm like, oh, just keep telling me stories. And we sit there until, you know, too late. And it's great. Yeah. Hell yeah. That, yeah. That's the that's same thing I love this podcast for. Same shit. I was like, just love to hear the stories, man, and where people have been and what they're doing. Are you still uh, writing music then? Is this what you're man, doing? Is what you're uh, performing your own music or collab? Man, what you got? I wish I was writing more. I'm still playing stuff I wrote years ago. I, you know, I was thinking about this this morning. I was taking a shower and I'm like, what are we going to talk about tonight? And I'm like, man, I mean, I knew it would be easy because you're always easy to talk to. Cool. But I'm thinking if there's anything I really wanted to like talk about right now, like this thing in my life, it's all these failures. What do you mean? I mean, it sounds heavy, but it's been like this really big thing that I keep going back to, you know, I'm, if you think about it just on a really practical basis, like, you know, failing is just the way you get better, right? Yeah, right. I found this email um, I had sent to the parent of a guitar student I had probably got 12, 13, 14 years ago. I have no idea. And I was looking at it and it was just, it was a parent. It was a note to the parent. And I'm like, guys, I know this feels frustrating. I know it's really difficult, but if you could, you know, if you could just repeat to them that, that the, the only thing I know, the only guide I know to success, and I mean, like getting better at a thing and really kind of getting at your goals is you have to really diligently and carefully suck at a thing until you don't need more. Yeah, that's the hardest part, man. <laughs> it's breaking that atmosphere, man, to get this face. And so much of that is just about really trying to like really purposefully and really like, like try to fail. Yep. 
and don't be afraid of it. And here I am at almost 50, you know, I'm going to be 49 next month. Oh, so young. Um, oh, you say, and, uh, <laughs> I don't feel it, man. I'm still, <laughs> I'm managing a 70,000 square foot restaurant right now. I feel old all Holy the shit, time. 70? Yeah, I'm at the Roundhouse in Aurora. Oh my God, I love that place, man. That's fantastic. Is too. it still the Roundhouse? Is it, that's oh, what it is? It's, it is. Um, the ownership group's changed 12 years ago. Two brothers, who does Two Brothers Beer? Yeah. They, they bought it. Oh, excellent. Good. Another and good company. Wow. Yeah, they've been great to work for. I, 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 I know the brothers very well and they've been very cool to me. And, you know, I worked there from like 2015 to like 2018 and I left to take a couple other opportunities. And when I, um, when they were getting back up after COVID in 2021, um, the executive chef there that kind of runs over them, Stolly operations kind of, I, we'd gotten in a room together and I'm like, I don't know. I, I don't think I left in bedrooms. He's like, no, they love you. You can come back if you want. He goes, let's just talk. Is this going to work? And we did. And so that was really kind of a cool, cool thing. Yeah. I just slid right back in and are you yeah, doing what well, you're doing? Familiar with the place? Yeah. Some of it. I didn't. Um, so when I was working there before I was working while I was going through, I finished up my degree at the time and I finished all that up and I, had taken a part-time job while my son was little and wound up, um, because I had experience, they just kept giving me more to do. And eventually they kind of put me on as like this cafe manager, which I don't think was a real job at the time because <laughs> they got a coffee shop in there and I, and I knew enough about that and they kind of made up a job and gave me a salary and I'm like, okay, cool. And then they would ask me, can you fill in the restaurant? And now I'm kind of doing both. So I got the whole cafe, which is fun. But that's only, you know, 20, 25 hours a week. So the rest of my time, I'm really over on the restaurant side trying to keep that going. Oh, wow. You know? So I'm, I'm really kind of overseeing the training of their front of house staff and um, trying to just trying to make it a decent, good human place to work, you know? Nice. Are they still doing uh, bands out there, too? Didn't they do Every Friday, Saturday, yeah. Oh, really? Oh, that's, yeah. What a great little place, man. I miss joints oh, like man. that. <laughs> it's insane. I mean, it's, uh, the building goes back to 1865 mm -hmm. or 1860. No, I'm sorry, 1856. Oh, wow. It's even lower. Jesus. So it predates the Civil War. Yeah, you know, it, and it's weird because the building itself as a, like, actual train run house is older than the city of Aurora is. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> so to be in that building is really kind of a nice blessing every day. And I, I kind of enjoy the hell out of that. I, um, I've fallen pretty deeply in love with that space and you know, where that just the way it feels and all that. Yeah. You hell know, yeah. Got to feel it. It's cool. <laughs> it's cool, man. Uh, it's <laughs> now, do you have any inclination to ever open another restaurant or is that just history? Ooh, it's uh, good question. Uh, I get asked this a lot, actually, especially online. And it's just, it's one of those things. It's like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I'm 51. I'm, you know, it's, it's, you know what it takes. You're very yeah, familiar. A lot. And it's just like, man, it's like, I might have one more run in for me, but I really don't know. It would have to be something either I can oversee or something small enough that I could just do my, you know, myself, I think. Yeah. But yeah, I, I play with it a lot. I'm, I've been uh, threatening to do a YouTube series about uh, cooking or stuff like that. But man, there's just so much shit out there. I just like, I don't know if I can do this any better than the 17 other thousand, you know, food programs that I watch, you know, just like, yeah, like what's in that space for me? You know, like, what can I give that would be different or better or, you know, at least. Comparable? But to challenge, 
But to challenge that, I mean, like, certainly you're not the only podcast in the world, right? I mean, right, right. <laughs> That's for damn. So sure. what what you bring isn't like I think that let's talk about failure again for a sec because I feel like you go through a certain number of failures in life and you find out who you are. Yeah, oh yeah. Like yeah, you learn no matter your, what. Your, <laughs> yeah. Well, you learn your boundaries. I can do this. I can't do that. You know, I was terrible at this. I, I don't want to get better at this, you yeah, know, which is yeah. one of those things that's happened to me a lot. You know, you get to certain things like I'm not super entrepreneurial, but the businesses I have run, like I hate things like billing. Yeah, I hate yeah. to talk about money. Yeah, I hate to yeah. do that. And that I, and curse. if I'm, <laughs> isn't it? And, then, and if I'm really like looking myself in the eye and I'm serious about it, I don't want to get better at that. Yeah. Like, amen. Yeah. No, I hear you. I don't want to learn that skill. I don't want to be good at collections. Right. Right. Chasing money. God, it's the worst. It is. You, you <laughs> know, that and, part. <laughs> and so you kind of learned your boundaries and like, this is what I can do and what I can't do, you know? And maybe that's kind of the best gift of feeling, you know, is that, you know, who you are. So when you come to something like, let's say it's a YouTube cooking show, let's say you're going to do that. You, you don't have to bring what Jacques Pepin brings, you know, I mean, this is a guy with, you know, a 50, 60 year resume, Yeah, Jesus. but you don't have to bring that. You have to bring what you bring and who you are. And I think that knowing that is freeing in a lot of ways. Yeah. I guess that's a great way to look at it. That helps a lot. You know, maybe, because just maybe like, you don't have to be the best at it. This is not going to be the definitive recipe. This is going to be mine. Yeah. That's, that's a very good way to look at it. That's very healthy of you. I wish I could be that healthy talking to myself. <laughs> it's always oh. just like, you suck, you suck, you suck, do it. You still suck. You don't suck as much. All right. Is you it, don't completely suck. You know, it's a, that's how we all, I've always done things. So just miserable that's, to okay. <laughs> is that sort of like your inner dialogue though? Like, oh yeah. Is, yeah. Is oh, a lot yeah. of you suck? Yeah. 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 That's always been a hate me, get better, you know, not good enough. It's, and it's something I've struggled with cause I've, I've definitely tried to work on it, but I'm just like, I don't know, because it kind of propels me to do things too, you know, and just like well, when yeah. other people might shy away, I'll jump in because I'm like, well, I know I'm going to suck, but I'm going, you know, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for I better or worse. <laughs> but in some ways, there's no expectation. You're like, hey, I'm probably going to shit the bed on this one, but you know what? Somebody's got to do it. So it might as well be me. Yeah. And it's so fun to be there, man. You know what? With having a new band or, you know, mm -hmm. getting a new job or whatever it is. It's just like that edge is so fun, man, you know, and just when you're a performer, like obviously you are, it's just like that, you know, even though you don't, I don't know, when you, when I perform, I just love to be able to give something back. And I know you're kind of the same way. I could tell in the way you perform stuff like that. You're just like, you leave it all out there. And I love that because I don't know if it's cathartic or whatever, but it feels good. And that's the part I love, you know, I, they don't need to love me, but I just need to get it out there and hopefully you know, some people dig it. <laughs> if that makes sense. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, well, funny enough, I was thinking about that today. Um, cause I don't know that I want to make people happy. Okay. I think that, you know, when I look back at it, cause I was sitting there, I'm doing inventory of things I failed at. Right. And, and five year jacket was a giant failure on so many levels. <sighs> I don't know but how I you think, could say that. <laughs> oh, cause it was, but it was a beautiful failure. Oh, dude, I, I was listening to that first album again this week, getting in prepared. I'm just like, I'm just remembering these 
songs and dude, they're timeless, man. They still sound good. Oh, so man, yes, I mean, honest to God, all the way through, I was like, I love this. And I was just like, so happy to be able to talk to you again about it. Cause I was just like, wow, I was just like, that's the guy, who, you know, helped make this music. So it's like, it's badass. It was, it was fun to do, but I think like when I get up there and I try to record something or I try to play something, I don't have like, I like, I look at like, okay, let's just like go with like Steven Tyler. Okay. I can tell when he's on a stage that he's going to make everybody happy in that room, right? He's going to try. He's reaching to the back seats. He's got that way. And he's this show guy, right? And he's yeah. got everything together. And I'm not that dude. I don't think I ever wanted to make anybody all that happy. I think I wanted to frustrate him a little bit. I like that. <laughs> that's that's something I appreciate. <laughs> I think I really did on some level when I look back at the failure that like, I think I really wanted to frustrate people somewhat. What do you think that is? I, I, I'm, I'm like all around what you're saying, but I can't really pinpoint it, how you're trying to get this across. What do you think all that is? I, I think there's different ways of approaching it. You know, I mean, there's like, you kind of get this like Vegas kind of showy kind of thing where you're going to make everybody happy, you know? Okay. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that's a beautiful thing. I think that's a great thing. You know, you go back to all the 50s, 60s, and they were all just singers, and they didn't necessarily write. They didn't necessarily, you know, need to to be artists or whatever, right? They just kind of were going to make, they were entertainers. Right. And it was beautiful. what we do, yeah. And I feel like there's also the people that I've always really kind of been turned on by is the people that were a little more challenging, that were a little bit more like, like, I don't think you're going to walk away from this incredibly happy. I think you're going to walk away from this feeling something. I think there's going to be some sort of after effect and I want to make a connection, but it's not necessarily that I want to please you. Okay. And I, I feel a little bit like I've done a lot of that. And I like, and when I think about this as a failure, I want to keep doing that. Like, I don't want to not frustrate people. Like, I, I don't feel like the failure was me frustrating people. It's the frustrated in the wrong ways, or I wasn't as good at frustrating them as I, as I want to be, you know? Um, but it wasn't that I didn't put on a good enough show. Cause I mean, I've always wanted to walk out there, leave a little bit of blood on the stage and like, you know, but it's always been somewhat insular. This is about me. This is like, you know, I want to get this shit out and I want to make this connection that's between me and you. And it ain't for the back seats. It's for, you know, whoever might be in the crowd. And I assume it's like nowhere near everybody, maybe like none of them, you know, but the occasional, like, I'm just going to hit you and I'm going to hit you hard, you know? Yeah. That's Personal. been more important to me than the idea of making a room full of people happy. Cause every time I try to make a room full of people happy, I suck at it. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm super sucky at making lots of people happy at once. <laughs> what do you think that what is that like just from uh the way you grew up or how you how you uh you know, to use the word passion, but how you, you know, put that into your music and like I think what you're writing usually I was reading some of the lyrics there, listening a little closer and it's like it seems like this is coming from somewhere. It doesn't seem like, you know, you know, a glass ornament. It's just like, it's, this is yeah. something's got some depth to it. And he's thought about these words, not just rhyming, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, I, I guess that for me, it's, I mean, I think the, okay. So when you play, it's this weird conundrum where like, you know, all the time you spend getting better or getting the song written, that's all you, that's just you sitting in a room, you know? it's super rare to like, for me to like write with other people or, 
you know, have somebody like improve on a word or come back and say that editing takes place. And sometimes other people are involved, but like, think about how much time you spend practicing, you know? Yeah. And it's you. That's just you. That's just, you know, you getting this shit right. You know, I've always felt like you, by the time you get to practice, you have to have spent that time with yourself in the instrument or with yourself in the song or with yourself in the idea or the emotion you're trying to get to, you know? Yeah. And I, it's this weird thing because now all of a sudden you're in a room full of people and you're bringing out this thing that you spent all this time by yourself with and you're doing it with other people. And I don't know what it means. I mean, I, I don't know if I could, you know, pull that apart in a meaningful way. You know, like uh, I can't put a bow on it the way I'd love to, but there's something about all that process of, you know, doing the thing by yourself and then bringing it to people and making it somehow less solitary and more communal. I don't know what that means, but I, I know that for me, I kind of always wind up echoing back to that, you know, that, that, that I, I spent hours on this thing. And now we're here and you get three minutes of it kind of polished up a little bit. And, but in the end, I can't really sell that to you. I can, I can just share it with you, I guess. I don't know what it means at all. Yeah, that's, no, that's cool. I just like, I always try to remember the beginning days. Cause obviously, I mean, I couldn't even tune a guitar, but I wanted a band, mm-hmm. you know, and started up and it was just like, I don't know why. I mean, to be the, the fat kid that knew nobody, you know, to, to trying to perform, you know, when I couldn't even ask a girl out, <laughs> it was just like, it's such, it's such an odd fun and time I'll never forget. But it, it was just like always from then out, I was like, I wasn't afraid of nothing. You know, I was just like, well, I'm going to put it out there, you know, and see what happens, yeah. you know, and, and nobody else is doing this, you know, right now. So I'm going to give it a shot. And I didn't care, you know, and I'm writing silly lyrics about werewolves and shit, you know, just as a kid. It's like, I don't know, but I I like it, you know, and I'm going to put it out there. And then to have anybody even dig it was odd. And then, you know, just that momentum from there, you know, I think we were talking about that earlier too, just momentum and where that can bring you. Yeah. It's just, it's wild. (laughs) It's amazing. Do you find that like, you're not like really authentically, like you're not afraid anymore like you feel like that gave you a lot of courage uh in in certain aspects definitely because uh no matter uh, yeah i guess it's different from uh being insecure and afraid it's probably a couple different things but uh yeah it was kind of like uh it was just freeing as just being this kid that's all balled up and you know not really many friends and stuff like that to being able to express myself in some way you know and it'd be loud and you know aggressive but you know i'm just pounding on this guitar i'm not hurting anybody you know (laughs) just like yeah yeah it was a it was a way to get out a lot of just you know i get you know just teenage angst i guess but in a in a more uh you know in a fun way and that uh because you know i desperately wanted to be you know know more people and have friends but I didn't know how to do that, but I knew I could bash on this thing until it became something and then drag my few friends into it and see what we can do with it. You know, you look like a singer, you know, that was, that's how yeah. I got Carney. I was just like, you never sang, but I was like, Hey, you look like it. <laughs> you know, Jason could play some drums. And you know, my old buddy was a bass player 
Perry, rest uh, rest in peace. He was uh, oh. just a friend, you know, and he, he didn't know how to play anything. I didn't know how to play anything. We just got instruments and started going, you know. That, That's cool. I love that creation, man. The creation, the beginning. I think I told you that before, too. I, just, I love the the beginning, the the build up and the, you know, that just, oh, my God, anything could happen, you know. <laughs> what if it's great? Do you, do, you, do you think that's why you've been entrepreneurial in life? Is it the love of the beginning and the love of, like, creating a thing out of nothing? Yeah, that that's a lot of it. Yeah, that's, that's could, definitely a lot of it. It was like, well, when I, a lot of it was after I got, I got married young and I got divorced. And then I, I, one summer had a good buddy, Billy, that helped me out and I lost a hundred pounds and I started feeling good about myself. And after that, I was just like, I never, fuck, I never thought I could lose a hundred pounds. You know, I've been the big kid my whole life, you know, yeah. it was always the big guy and, you know, nobody looks at the big guy, you know, I know, I knew it and I didn't want to be seen. It was just one of those things. So, and I, after that, I was just like, wow, I could lose, I could do this. I did this, you know, just by sweating and yeah. doing it every day. I did not think I had that in me, Kevin, at all, ever. <laughs> I never would have thought that. I, but I just kept doing it. I just, like, I don't know what. I just put my head down, went to the gym every day, and just kept going. I was like, if this is in me, maybe I can do any fucking thing I want to do, you know? And I know it's horror. You know, it's like, oh, <laughs> you know, look at this guy. He can do anything. I was just like, but I had that feeling. I was like. If it only takes effort, I got tons of that. I'll try anything, yeah. you know. Does that make any sense? I don't know. That makes total sense. I'm yeah. like an idiot. <laughs> no, that makes total sense. I but I like I was again, I kept like you know how you like you do your prep to like have the conversation, right? Yeah. I kind of do the same thing, you know, and I have like less tools, you know. I I um so I'm sitting here thinking through and I'm thinking about, you know, the parts of you I know and I'm like you know I and what I admire you know what I really like and what I'm always kind of in awe of about you that you can seemingly do everything you know that that you cook and you paint and you play and you can do all these things and I'm just like I'm singular I can do one thing and then I'm thinking the other thing that stuck with me is just like your courage like I I've never really been entrepreneurial I've never wanted to start a business I've never I've, I've had to do it at times because I was a broke or b I was the only one that could do a certain thing at a given time you know but I I've never wanted to be like this guy that that owned it like even now I've been in restaurants for 23 years I think yeah 22 I don't want to own a restaurant <laughs> I understand. <laughs> I, I think about what my time, like right now, you and I are talking. You wouldn't and have I that. know <laughs> when you own a thing, we don't get to do that. Nope. I'm, you know, I'm either worrying about that or thinking about that or, or taking phone calls or I'm, I'm there physically, you know, it's just the days off go. Yeah. And I'm at heart, the super lazy guy that doesn't want to do any of that. I want to go and get the check I get. And, you know, I work hard enough to feel like I earn my money and then I, I leave. Yeah. And, um, then you have your time, which yeah. is huge <laughs> and people it's, are actually awake and you can see your family. <laughs> yeah. That it's huge. Sometimes. I mean, I, I'm still working restaurant hours, so I don't really quite see the family the way I'd like to, but you oh, know, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. But still, I mean, you're right though. But my time off is my time off. Yeah, it's huge. Like I, I took my work emails off my phone like eight months ago. Good for you. That's exactly well, what yeah. you should do. 
You have to. I just made the decision. I'm like, okay, because I was, I wound up, I had my GM message me after a particularly crappy day. And now I've got the day I just like spent like an hour setting aside and it all came flooding back in. Right. Yep. And I said to myself, I can't keep doing this. Like I can't spend all my time at home wishing I was there fixing a problem or all my time there wishing I was at home being with people. And it was, I was never anywhere. I was caught in two spots, you know, my head's always in the other place, whether or not I physically am or not. Yeah. And so I'm like, I'm taking my, my, my mail off my phone. You know, if it's super urgent, text me, but really I don't want to get all these emails. I don't want to know if there's a problem with an order. I just don't want to know right now. Yeah. Every little damn ping on your phone makes you cringe just a little bit, you know, even if it's just a thought like, Oh, that could have been, Oh fuck. You know, right? I, I could, I could, I could feel that totally. Kev. <laughs> I really <And> then, <laughs> but then it gets, but the stake goes up when you own it. Yeah, because now yeah. it's not just, you know, a problem you might have to deal with or something along those lines. It's opportunity costs then. Yeah, yeah. You know, then you miss a call and it might have been a really good relationship or it might have been a good hire or it might have been a, a good thing for the thing you own. And now you've got this guilt on top of it. And I don't want to do that. Yeah, I understand. That, and that's, you know, I don't know. It's so weird because... I don't know about you, but I, I love the restaurant atmosphere. I do too. You know? Yes. That's the best, man. I mean, mm -hmm. that's the drug right there. It's just like, I love that speed and the, the you know, it's got to happen right now. That, that kind of action, I dig, you know? Oh, I do too. The pace yeah. and the panic and the, oh, you know, yes, the hit. Yes. yes. And the, the, the rush. The Saturday night, you know, <laughs> yes. all that Here kind of comes. thing, you know? <laughs> Get the table yeah. turns, you know, let's go, let's go, let's go. <laughs> I love it. It's I'm getting amazing. sweaty right now just thinking about it. I love it. So that I know, part I love. I really do. You're excited about it too, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can't wait for it. And then once every month when everything just falls in concert, right? You know, I mean, where everything just goes. Nail it. Yeah. And it's just magic. Yep. And there's nothing like it. It's a good performance. It's, a, it's like playing. It's like anything. Yeah, yeah. Good call. Yep. I love restaurants because they're the same high wire stages. Yep. Yeah, you're definitely. still on stage in a lot of ways, you know. Oh yeah, you're pulling yeah. off a meal in 15 minutes, you know. You're you're pulling off, you know, service, and it's all performative, and you know it, it's a high wire act, and I love that. Clearly, I I must love it. I did this for years, one way or another, you know. Yeah, yeah, you love it. <laughs> that's the thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's so it's so fun. Yeah. Oh, it's a ball, and I'm I'm lucky to still be able to do it. Yes. <laughs> I. As, as I'm doing it now, again, at, you know, almost 50, I, uh, the things I like, like, I don't party like I did. I, I can't really, you know, stay after work for as many beers as I once did. Yeah. That and, was a great part too. Yeah. That, and that gets gray and fuzzy. And as I get older, I'm kind of like, all right. And I have like the people that work for me. I like, I like to keep a little bit bigger cushion than I used to, you know, it's yep. not like we're going to go out and get a drink. Yep. I'm going to let you guys be that. Cause they're 25, you know? Yep. And I mean, we got 40 some front of house staff. Yeah. And if I, I know it's huge. <laughs> and I mean, that's just front of house. I got another 25, 30 in the back and then banquets has their own staff and it's just insane, you know? And I just look at the, what opportunities I have right now to just be a part of their lives. And it's an arm's length thing in a way it never was. You know, it used to be, you know, these are the people that were, I was elbow to elbow with at the bar after work. Yeah. But now it's very much arm's length. It's it's me, you know, listening to, okay, so every 25-year-old has got 8 million problems. Yep. 
you know? And God knows it's a restaurant, so some of them are drugs, and some of them are, <laughs> some are relationships, and some are all kinds of things. It's and, all the above, man. <laughs> and I can just kind of hear it now, and it, it's a different feeling to just be able to stand straight like a tree and have them lean on me, you know? Yeah. That and is a, a diff- fun, such a fun vibe, too, though, when you're working with the you know, the younger generation, it just like, it keeps you, I don't know if it keeps you hip, but it keeps you like, you feel like you're, I don't know, like you aren't 50, you know, it's just like, and no, not, no. not that I'm taking away from them. I'm just like, I feel like I can, I don't know. I just, I just is that wrong? Is that feel current? I don't no, know what it, it is. Feels it feels cool. What it feels like <laughs> is, okay, what it does, I think, is it levels like the curve, right? So here I am on the outlier of like, you know, not that on the end of my working life, but like, you know, I'm older. Right. And they're like at the beginning of their working careers and stuff like that, whatever they're going to want to do and whether they stay in restaurants, whether they leave, whatever they're going to do. And it kind of all flattens out when you get hit. Yeah. It's all in the middle and you're all right there and you're all together. Yes. And, yep. and, and you talk about being <laughs> the fat kid that didn't have friends. And I, I think about being just this weird kid that didn't have friends, you know? Okay. And now there's this thing where, you know, team or family or, you know, whatever it might be characterized as that transcends all the loneliness of being a kid, you know, all the things I wished I had then, because when you move as a part of a machine and you're just a cog, right? Yep. You're just keeping it going. It's just bigger than, than love. It's bigger than a relationship. It's bigger than friendships. It's bigger than you're working towards a thing and it's a stupid little thing, but it's a thing and you're doing it together and you feel super not alone. Yeah. Yep. It, and you got to count on these people and you don't, yeah. you have to turn your back and just assume that they're going to get it done. That's huge. They you do. know, how much you do that in life? <laughs> you know, like, all right, I, I'm, I believe in you. You know, exactly. <laughs> and here they are, they're 25 and I'm 50. But, and like, I feel like us being able to do that in the middle, it doesn't necessarily make me cool, but it makes me able to hang with it, you know? Yeah. 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 It's... And it blurs all that space in between so that nobody's an age. We're all just getting the job done. Yeah. There you go. That's it. That's it, too. It's not, yeah. At that moment, it's not about age. It's just like common goal. We're going to shoot for it, you know, and, you know, here we go. Let's go together. Yeah. You know, arms akimbo. Here we go. <laughs> exactly. And yeah. you're going to get it through, you know, and, yep. and everybody, and you're going to have people that are, you know, brand new pushing back at you. And they're going to have people that have been there forever that are pulling you along and it's all kinds of good stuff, you know? Yeah. It's, it, God, it's, it's just, so fun. It's a ball. I, I could spend the night talking about restaurants alone and the thing I love about them and just the way it, it's mechanical and bigger than me. And it's, and it's a dance, you know, it's like, it's so many Very things. Much. It's so, did you watch uh, the bear? Did you get to see that one at all? I've been told to watch it like a million times. And yeah. I have Out of like, it. I am the worst at media consumption. I have no <laughs> idea what's on the TV or the streaming services right now. I, I, I wish I was more of that. I don't watch a lot. Well, I'm a big YouTube head, but besides that, like, yeah, I, it was the same thing for me. Everyone told me, Oh, watch the bear, watch the bear. You know, it's just like, it, it was hit? one was of the good right? ones. It was, it was definitely got a bunch of it right. As far as, I mean, I don't know about you, but I love raw and that's, it gets, it gets pretty raw and yeah, you, raw. you feel it. Yeah. You'll feel it a little bit for sure. I don't know what the next season will bring, but it, it took me a while. It took me a year. Everyone was telling me, I was like, and I finally jumped on it and the wife and I just got it. And she's like, 
because she went through the last restaurant with me, which was a fucking roller coaster, bro. It was just yeah. an insane one. So it was like, she was like, I think she was getting some PTSD watching it too. She's like, this seems all too familiar. <laughs> oh man. I, I, I know I've been told I got to try it and that it really hits some, some of the notes pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, of course it's not all, you know, gold, but it's, it's definitely got for you, like anybody that's in the industry, it's definitely like, oh, somebody got us right, you know? Yeah. Because I feel like so often they get it wrong. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah, they do. Like, I remember, like, I got 20 years ago, 15, whatever it was, when Waiting came out. Everybody's like, oh, you got to watch. It's so funny. It's It'll make so much sense. And I watched it. And I'm like, my kitchen's funnier. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was a good movie, funnier. but it was like, yeah, it's like, this is just a tip. <laughs> like, dude, the kitchen I was in was way funnier. Yeah. <laughs> You know, have you read like any Anthony Bourdain's books? Yeah, yeah, yes, I have. Yeah, Kitchen Confidential and I oh god, yeah. Because Kitchen Confidential is like that hits me right at the things that motivate me, right? Like, yeah, uh, like that yeah. guy is so good at nailing what I love about a restaurant, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He's got it. He he's the guy. Yep. Was. <laughs> he, oh yeah, he absolutely got it though. Definitely, it oh. was. Uh, yeah, he hit the nail on the head, and so yeah, that that guy brought my passion back for cooking when I started for watching sure. this show again. I was like, oh man, he gets it. You know, it, you never until him, you never got to see the real. You know, like all right, he gets food and he gets the culture and all that. You know, yeah, because you're probably like me. The Food Network doesn't make any sense. It's silly. Yeah, it's just like a it's a silly. daytime drama for food. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Nobody's <laughs> competing over food. You're not trying to make the best thing, and there is no damn best. You're trying to get a damn thing right that makes people, you know, somewhat happy and want to come back. And you're doing it in this, like, really delicate dance. And what they don't give you is, like, you get an hour to prep it with these five ingredients. That isn't my life. My life is we got 15 minutes. We got the orders in this morning, and they short us on trout. <laughs> yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? This oh, is a totally different life. You're you know? making me sweat again. Stop it. <laughs> it's the worst and the best at the same time. Like, what are we going to do to overcome this? Everybody, let's go now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, it's, just, it's so rough. Yeah. And it's amazing. And it's just, it's, it's that high wire that I just fucking love. Yeah. That it just makes so much sense to me. Yeah. It, it makes me feel like I'm present, like I showed up for life, you know? Yeah. Is that like a fucking drug? I mean, is it, because it's so visceral and in the moment and I don't know about you, but to, for something to really affect me, it's got to be there and now and way intense like i remember there, there was this uh time where i work now like they thought that we lost like uh some steel in the inventory and shit like that and this 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 chick that was running the department she's like freaking out this is catastrophic this is how it's just like and i started laughing she goes what are you laughing about like, like this is nothing <laughs> like this doesn't matter at all you know, I was this like, does not matter. <laughs> and she goes, are you sure this could be the end? I'm like, no, it's not. I'm like, we're going to figure it out. Like yeah, this it's is gonna be fine. absolutely it, it, literally first time I ever seen myself laughing at like, this is, you know, and I gave her a hug. I'm like, hey, it's all right. We're fine. Mm-hmm. Like we're going we're, we're gonna to make it through. This is your company and you've had it for, that, it's been in your family for 75 years. We're okay. <laughs> that's also, I think a thing that you only learn uh, when you yeah. get, go through the fire of a restaurant though. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like all the time I'm taking like new servers and I'm pulling them aside on a Friday night. Right. And they're like, just insane. Right. And they're, they're hitting the walls, they're hitting the weeds and they're hitting everything. And it's just kind of going bad. And I got, I got this thing I, I keep doing to people and they all have to make fun of me about it later on. But, um, 
after they've been there for two years, they're like, okay, you're going to give me the stupid speech again. I'm like, no, 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 you've got, you've heard it before. Um, but I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, do you have a helicopter license? They're like, what? I'm like, do you have a helicopter license? They're like, no. I'm like, then calm the fuck down. This is dinner. All right. You cannot medevac a heart patient right now. Okay. There is nobody going to die. All right. We're going to get a bad Yelp. It's going to be fine. It's gonna be fine, man. Yep, that's the talk, baby. <laughs> like, like perfect. I'm like, you don't even know how to fly a helicopter. There's no way you can medevac a heart patient. You're not saving a life right now. So what we're gonna do is I'm gonna have you go outside by the dumpster for ten minutes, and when you come back in, we're all gonna be good. Yep. Here's a cigarette. Go. You know. Yeah. <laughs> it's a t- go relax. Oh yeah, yeah. That that high pressure. That that. Yeah, those restaurants will break you, and they will make you. And everything oh, in between. You. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They forge you. You got to get stronger, you know? It's the only way it works. Oh, God, yeah. I was a psychopath, dude. I remember taking Something. my butcher knife and just destroying oh. my uh, door on my restaurant. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Jesus, because I knew it's one of those things, too, is like, you, as you were saying earlier, when the place is running like a top, you know, and it's perfect. Yeah. It's great. And when it doesn't, it's fucking atrocious. You know? You're oh, just like, God. oh. <laughs> Once that one wheel starts to wobble, you know it's not coming back on. And that's the other thing I do is I got, I got again, a 22-year-old right now that's hung over as all hell that's looking at me like, the wheels are coming off. And I go, you're going to have to just let them come off. They're coming off. This is the way it's going to go tonight. And I look at him and I go, the dinner rush is going to be done by 9.15. We got two and a half hours. Can you make two and a half hours? They're like, yeah. I'm like, all right, let's just hang out and watch the wheels fall off. Oh, yeah. There's nothing we can do right now, man. Yep. It's going to go this way. The 30 showed up and they were actually a 40 and I ain't got that many seats. You know? I'm sorry they're mad. What are we going to do? Let's just keep going. Yes. Holy shit, dude. That's so great. I'm getting so many odd vibes tonight. That's great. Because I could just feel everything you're saying. It's like, yep, oh, there. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and it's just weird because people who aren't restaurant people, I don't think really can fully get what is going on to keep that restaurant functioning. Yeah. I don't think, no, I don't think any show can show that because it's, it's that it's, daily thing. Yeah. You know, and you either love it or you don't, you know, either you love it or you're out in two weeks. I mean, I remember the first, so I, I got, I was working as a, like a receptionist or some sort of thing in high school and I got fired uh, because I couldn't come to work sober. Right. I was, <laughs> And I, this girl I had dated, uh, we had broken up, but we were talking, we were out hanging out and she's like, why don't you just come work where I work? And I'm like, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm waiting tables. I'm at this country club. And I'm like a country club. I don't know, man. I don't, I've never waited tables. That's all scary as hell. She's like, get it. You're fine. And I went in there, went through the whole week of training, had to go out. I had no damn money. I had to go out and find like a pair of black pants and a white shirt, you know, oh, and I'm charging yeah. stuff. And, you know, it was a country club. It was like high end. And I thought this is going to be like, I can't hack this. Right. Yeah. And the first night I'm on the floor, you, you're out on the floor and it's kind of dark and there's candles on the tables and people are ordering steaks and they're, you know, they got lamb chops and they, they, they want you to hold the, the, the mint jelly and all these little things that are going, it was like really old school supper clubby kind of country club. Right. Okay. And then like you push and this place had an indoor and an outdoor. So I remember you push the indoor to go into the kitchen and all of a sudden it's fluorescent lights and it's lit up and there's banging (laughs) and clanging (laughs) and there's people yelling from saute all the way over to the pantry side where they're doing the cold stuff and they're freaking out. Like, you know, I need fucking cucumbers. And like, I don't know how they kept the sound back there, right? Yeah. And they're just 
and, and like the first time on the floor, I like got into a fight with the chef. And my God, this guy called himself a chef, right? And I'm like out there and I'm like going, you're not serving this. And he's like, what? I'm like, oh, like fucking put some more fucking pasta on there. No, I said, put some more noodles on there. He's like, it ain't noodles. I'm like, the fuck it is, man. Just put it on there. Put some more on there. It looks like shit. And he's like, and here's me. I'm like, first day here, like an idiot, right? And I'm like, put, just make the fucking, just dress the plate, dude. It looks like shit. And oh he's like, going, God. And he's, and, yeah, I'm an idiot, right? I'm yelling at the chef and I have no idea. And he's screaming at me. I mean, he's got full eye contact. This is a guy with like 25 years in and he's mad at me because I'm calling him noodles. And he's like, I don't fucking make noodles, man. I make fucking pasta. And he's screaming at me. And I'm like, whatever it is. And now I'm dug in, right? I'm like, just put the fucking noodles on the fucking plate, dude. And there's an expo guy that's trying to get me out of the way, right? Yep. He's like trying to get me out the door with like an elbow hard, like go and go away. I'll get this place sold. Get the fuck out of here. And I'm like, I'm not running this shit. So then, you know, you go through i mean we're screaming at each other over the through the fucking window right oh it's the this best. is keep in mind this was probably what all of 1994 right yeah and yeah. everything there's no there was no there's no terminals there was no like digital screen up it was all handwritten tickets in there you know and they're all hanging on a big yeah. long rack oh, and, yeah. Yeah. and they're screaming and I'm, I'm kicked out at the end of the night i remember everybody's gone right place clears out and Kevin, who was the guy's name, the chef's name was Kevin too. He comes back out and I'm having a drink at the bar and he comes out and he puts his elbow like right next to me. And I'm like, oh fuck, now I get hit. You know what I mean? <laughs> and he reaches across and I think, man, I'm like Winston, right? And he reaches across and he grabs my drink and he goes, you owe me that, you prick. And he drinks the rest of my freaking beer. Nah. And that was it. <laughs> then we were good. It was over. Yeah. And I got along with the guy fantastically after that. I mean, we fought, but I mean, it was just like, we all knew that that was the thing. And I, I just remember getting home, like after the first night there with 120 bucks in my pocket going, I'm home. I'm home. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> I'm home. This is where I'm supposed to be. This makes sense to me. Oh, you know? that's great. That's so cool. I, yep. I was so scared, man, but I just, you know, you just keep going, you yep. know? Yeah. That, that's it, man. Yeah. That, I don't know why that, uh, that, works with music too and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It's just like, it's that all that little weird edge stuff. Like, it's just like, it's, it could go out of control right now, but here we go. You know, <laughs> and I'm in, I'm in for the ride. <laughs> I'm not getting off. <laughs> Do you think that's why so many players work restaurants and bars? You gotta think, right? That's, that's gotta, gotta be, it's gotta be a piece. I know it's the nightlife and all that stuff like that. And I do trust me, especially with my first few restaurants, even up to my last one, I love yeah. the after work hang. It was just one oh, of those absolutely. things. I was just like, you know, you need it. You know, I can't, I'm not just going to go home and go to sleep now. It's fucking 1130, 12 o'clock. I'm just got done with the last, you know, cleaning up the last whatever. Yep. I'm like, I need to chill right now. You know, we just got but nailed for the past four hours. Let's go. But think about that. <laughs> Same thing as the gig too. You get yeah, a good bar yeah, yeah. where they actually are like, okay, they kicked everybody out, but now they're going to, now the bar staff's going to give you a couple because you just made them some money. Yep. Yep. You're sweaty. And, and, oh yeah. Yeah. That's the best. I think there's so much parallel there that just makes so much sense. You're absolutely you know? right. Yep. And I mean, absolutely. It's the practical stuff, the hours, the fact that, you know, I could go work at a bar and then go play on Friday because I just was up the same stupid hours last night. You know, yeah, it's not yep. going to fuck me up. Yep. <laughs> I don't have to be up for my nine to five tomorrow. You know what I mean? So there's that, you know, but also it's just the same tightrope, the same, like we got to keep the wheels on this thing and they're going to go off sometimes and there's nothing you can do about it, but ride it out. Yeah. Do you, do you remember like a particularly bad gig? Oh God. I remember many particularly <laughs> bad gigs. 
And that's that. I mean, in hindsight, though, I mean, you got through it, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, For sure. I'm but, still here. I'm <laughs> but yeah, it's just like, yeah, even as you were saying, it's like, don't be afraid of the bad, don't be afraid of the suck. It's like, but nobody else realized that you can have a bad day at your day job, you know, and be like, oh, whatever, you know, here we go. I'm going to clock out and go home and see you tomorrow. Yeah. But yeah, when you were actually putting your, you know, your heart in the line and throwing your songs out there and giving yourself, you know, like loading up all your goddamn gear and you know going out there and trying yeah. to make you trying to make some music, man, it is such a it's such a different life than most cuz I, I it's weird cuz we know a lot of musicians, you know. So we know yeah. we know this. For sure. But most people don't know this. I don't think they do. Yeah. (laughs) And I I wonder, like, if you leave, you know, your corporate finance job and it went really, really bad and everything went off the rails, like, the thing about restaurants and bands is you're not crying on the drive home. No. You're yelling at each other after the gig. Yep. You're you're crying with five other people. You're crying with ten other people. And you're all doing it together, you know? You're all, you're all, I can't. Like there's a closeness to that, even though you know that, you know, this girl over here, you know, she's getting canned next week, you know, she's terrible. But at the, after the moment, you know, you're all just belonging and you just sit there and you live there and you live with the worst things in life yeah. and you live with them together without any real judgment. Yeah. And you're in it. Yep. It's same with the band. You get done and you know that like, you know, hey, this thing we know is falling apart or this thing sucks or it's going badly or, you know, God, we're drying up and we're getting old and the gigs are shit, shitty. But, you know, the thing is you're still in it together. Yeah. And you're pissed off at your singer, but you know what? He's still part of the family. Yep. Yeah. And I don't know if that, I don't know if that carries. I've never really worked normal jobs, you know? Yeah, don't do it. <laughs> I, it's so it's so transparent. <laughs> it's I, I, mean, just I like, don't know if you get done hanging drywall all day and you get in the car because it sucked. If you or, or but I imagine because a lot of the trades guys I know, man, they all go hit the bar together. They all kind of do it together too. Maybe work is what unites us. Maybe this goes back to hunter gather, and we all should be. I don't know, like less worried about the separation of like work and life, and just integrating it all better. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that might be that might be a big piece of the old uh, puzzle there too. I don't know. I don't know. I still need turning my fucking emails back on my phone, but <laughs> you know. And you shouldn't. <laughs> Tomorrow's Friday. <laughs> I just, okay, finally, I'm just sitting here trying not to like crack my ass up. I always try to keep like this poker face. I just blew whiskey up my face. <laughs> it's in my fucking eyebrows right now, right? I'm about to take a sip. And I just like, just went out a big old chuckle and it just blew the whole thing right up on my face. I would not want to drive home right now. Anyway, um, I smell like a glass of whiskey. It's in my eyebrows. Jesus, God. Oh, it's silly, man. The silly, the silly shit we all do. And it's so fun. I just like, I so enjoy talking to like musicians and people that are doing shit and just, you know, how we see life is always just a little bit, I don't know. It's more familiar, obviously, with a talking to a musician. But yeah. It's just like, you don't feel so, because most of the time I'm, obviously around normies you know just people yeah. you know doing their like my neighbor he's a really good guy and he's like he's been at the same job for uh 35 years 
And I, I laughed out loud. He's like, what's that? I'm like, I can't imagine that. You know, I, that's why I said oh, to I him. And he looked at me like I was insane. I was just like, oh, that's right. It's what, you know, he's used to that. You know, we're in a town of, I don't know, maybe a couple thousand at the most. Yeah. <laughs> and I just like, that's what they're used to. You know, they're used to just like, this is what you do and you work here and then you're done and then you leave, you know, and then you die. Yeah. <laughs> just like, I was like, I can't imagine that, man. I was like, I've had a bunch of jobs and a bunch of different shit I've done. And he looked at me like I was the alien. Well, so, it's, and it's weird too. Cause you just haven't done restaurants and bands. Everything breaks up. Everything falls apart. You yeah, know, and I had yeah, this conversation. Yep, I got yep, this, yep. I got this, this bartender I work with Margo, who is just one of the coolest human beings alive. Right. It's a really cool person. I can't tell you all the stupid shit she's fucked up in the last year and a half and how much like, you know, like we've had to go through, like when we listen to the problems she's got in life or, you know, me sharing stuff that's going on in my life. And it's like, and you know how you get that kind of weird closeness, right? Where it's not, it's not family. It's not romantic. It's just people that you just, you have no real filter between, right? Because you yeah. work in that way and you have this cog. And I was talking to her a little while back and I was laughing and she's like, She's like, I, she made some comment about like, you know, she's like, well, I'll know you forever. I'm like, Marno, I've been in restaurants for like 23 years, right? I said, I got like five friends out of restaurants. I said, what happens is people leave and they go on and you'll love it when you see them and you might get back together every so often. But for the most part, when you're gone, you're going to be gone and I'm going to be really grateful for what we had, but we're not going to be close, Yeah, you know? Yep. And I'm like, but you'll always be like, whatever this weird feeling we have, this kinship, it's never going to die, but we're not going to stay close. You know, you get fired out of here or I get canned out of here or you find a better paying job. We're going to keep up for three sticky weeks that are going to be kind of messy and weird. And then you're going to have a whole new set of family. Yeah. Yeah. And you will. Yeah. And I yeah. think that's great. It's just, it's a weird transient lifestyle, but it is what it is. Yeah, but you can definitely like pick up with it's just like a best friend though too. It's like you're gonna if you do happen to see him out and you hang out, it's gonna be like oh nothing, yeah, you know, there's, there's no space between you. Yeah, yeah, that's a perfect way to put it. Yeah, that that I uh, is what I learned too about moving out here to Iowa. Is like no matter what, when I did get a chance to see my friends after the whole pandemic and all that bullshit, yeah, I was just like, yeah, it, you're right, no space. I was just like, we like instantly hello hug. We're right back where we were. And that yep, is, such a, right that is such a gift, man. That is such a gift. <laughs> and I wonder if uh, the way we've lived our lives, the way we've valued and prioritized things like restaurants and bands and things like, you know, the excitement of something new and a different experience and the fact that we have to reinvent and that every Friday is the same old Friday, but it's also brand new. Yeah. Maybe that's prepared us to be that way and to just pick up, you know, and be like, okay, there's no space. We're good. You know, we're, we're still, this is still love. You know? Yeah. Even after I just, you know, even in the heat of it, like you're saying, in the heat of the battle, you guys are pissed off at each other. Fuck you. Fuck you. We got to get this done. But at the end of the night, it's like everything's cool. You know? Yeah. We're not, right. This is not bleeding over until for another moment we're done. You know? It's okay. We made it. Oh, man. <laughs> I, it's it's astounding. I mean, the uh, the guy I work for, the, the GM of the building I'm in right now, is just the best example of a human being who has absolutely zero grudge, none. 
I mean, we, we will lose shit. And like, I'm, I'm never going to lose my shit with somebody hourly. Right. I'm just not going to lose my crap on some, I've done it like once or twice, but I hate to do it. You know, somebody that I know is getting their ass kicked, you know, and is probably wishes they had gold bond between their legs because they're fucking sweating. And, you know, I mean, God knows, <laughs> right. I, I, I know I've been a server. Right. And I, and I'm not, I don't want to lose my shit in a server because it's a shit job at times, you know, and it's a hard job at times. And, but the GM and I, we got none of that filter. We just start dicks to each other at times, you know? Yeah. And, um, like it's all going off and we're stressed out, but like, it's funny. Cause the first few times you do it, you kind of got to feel the guy out. And I'm like, Oh, I might've fucked up. I might've overstepped. I might've just said the wrong thing to this guy that signs my check. Right. And then, but at the end of the shift, he doesn't even bring it up. And I'm like, Hey man, sorry about that thing back there. He's like, Oh, it's done. And yep. that's it. It's yep. over. He's like, Oh, that's done. Not even a comment on it. Not even like, yeah, you're fucking wrong. Just, yeah, that's done. Yep. That That's huge, man. And it has to happen, especially in those that industry too. It's got to, because it's like, it's going to be the same way next week, man. Maybe it's tomorrow's might be a fucking slow Tuesday, but God knows what's going to happen Wednesday. You know, it's like, yeah. <laughs> we're going to, and you know what? You got me through when it came down to it. We all got through yeah. it. We made it. I think that's it too, is I, I know like the first time I got into like serious friction with GM, uh, it was, it was a weekend night. You know, we had a band, we were outside. It was summer of 2021 and we had a server. <laughs> <laughs> that uh <laughs> oh i feel bad man the dude he comes up and he's the, the bar is just backed up right so service bar sucks and he's freaking out and he's just kind of grumbling to himself and um we're all at high stress and i just remember i'm looking at the kid and he's freaking <laughs> out and i'm at this point right now it's ridiculous how bad this is going right so I'm just like, dude, I'm like, you're dragging the whole thing down, dude. You think it's going to get better because you're unhappy? We're all unhappy. And he, um, this guy walked up to the front, took his apron and his, uh, his handheld and left it with the host and walked out the door. Whoa. I didn't see him go. Nobody saw him go. The host said something. I had no idea what was going on. Thought maybe he's running to his car. Well, he's got like 10 tables lined up because he's just cocktailing outside, right? Oh he's got God. people out there. There's like 10 tables. And we finally have somebody come up to us like 40 minutes after this kid walked out. And it's like, <laughs> we haven't seen our server in like 40 minutes. And we're running around this fucking giant restaurant going, where the hell is Frank? We're just running around. And he's gone. I mean, he's gone like just a Nixon left. file. Dude, he's just gone. He was done. He just spontaneously quit. And just 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 out the door and um, we have no idea we had tables that are just beside themselves pissed off because like they haven't had anybody come by in 45 minutes and we, it takes us 10 minutes and, and my gm looks at me and he's like we got a blah 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 like oh, dude God. yelling at me is fucking counterproductive man i'm like i i got five things to do right now and none of them what you want me to do I'm like, and i'm like and i walk away from the guy at the end of the night i'm like doing sorry about that he's like ah it's fine we got it done we got Done. Gavin, you're bringing me on a roller coaster of anxiety to laughter, and this is great. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> the oh stories out of just the restaurant I'm in right now are nuts, man. Yeah, oh They're my so god, good. and these people are so insane. What is it about that frenetic energy that is addictive? It shouldn't be. I don't know. Are we wrong? I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know why I like it because the worst stories are great ones now. Yeah, hell yeah, definitely. At the time, they're just a good reason to get a drink. But man, I'll tell you, at that, oh God, some of that stuff is just insane when it goes down. Some of the stupid things, you know? Yeah. We had a guy, we had a kid that, uh, man, just was like creeping on every bartender in the spot, right? Oh, and customer? I had to, 
Uh, no, he was uh, he was a server. Oh God! And he's standing in the service well and just stare at one of the bartenders, and then she starts sending a bunch of the managers like some of the texts that he's sending her. I'm like, all right, I got to step in here, right? So the first time I kind of gave him like a hard check, right? Like the hip check. I'm like, oh, dude, look, I saw a whole bunch of texts. I'm sure you could defend it. I don't want to hear it. I said, this is the situation, man. Don't. <laughs> I'm like, just don't do it. I said, I'm going to I'm gonna assume goodwill right now. I'm going to assume that maybe you got your head wrong about this, but I'm telling you right now, it's unwelcome. You need to leave her alone. You need to let it go. And he starts to give me a story. I said, I don't want to hear the story. I don't want to hear any of it. I don't want to, I don't care who's right. I don't care who's wrong. I just want you to stop and I want you to be respectful and I want you to leave her alone. And he's like, okay, it's fine. Well, a week later, it starts back up again. So I call him back. Yeah. In the office. So I'm like, going, dude, you can't work here anymore. I'm like, you know, I'm like, let's just not do this anymore. All right. Now I got people that are uncomfortable. And I said, this isn't, you know, this isn't the days when you maybe started in restaurants because we don't do that anymore. Right. So he's like, fine. And then like a week later, after like all this trickle back of all the angry social media posts he's making that I don't see because I'm not really on there that much anymore, right? Yeah. And he's like, he calls me up one day. He's like, I need you to come get my check. I'm like, I don't want you in the building, man. So I had to to meet this guy behind the building outside the dumpster. And I had to like find another manager and go, hey, can you stand inside this door, dude? And if I bang that, I come the fuck out. (laughs) I don't want to make this freak out, but I have a feeling this guy might freak. I'm like, where's me with this guy's check standing next to the door ready to bang on it so that Phil, the biggest manager I got, can come out there and help me out, man, because I have no idea what this kid's going to do. And that's funny now. (laughs) Yeah, now it is. Yeah. That's part of the biz too, man. You never know what can happen. (laughs) Well, you've had to do the hiring and firing and it sucks. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's the worst. That's the worst. That's like breaking up in a relationship. It's just like, I hate this shit. (laughs) I know. I've gotten so good at like counseling and all that kind of thing, but I've never gotten good at firing. Yeah. I'm all right. My dad kind of taught me this thing. He goes, Jim, no matter what, he's like, you know, he's a Greek immigrant and, you know, came up hard. He's like, you aren't going to fire anyone. They're going to fire themselves. He goes, just write, he goes, write it down every time they fuck up or they do something wrong or sometime that you correct them. He goes, just write yep. it down. And he goes, bring that out. And he says, by the time you're done reading, if not before, they will be gone. And he's right. And it sucks. And it's still hard. And I don't want to ever do it. Yeah. Because obviously, you know, I don't want to, but it's just like, man, it's like you're hurting the whole fucking thing. You know, I know. And I'd done that to myself with my first two restaurants and some horrible mistakes I made. And I was just like, oh, man, it's because I didn't want to fucking fire him. You know, I, I didn't want to and pull then, the trigger or move somebody or do something. It's my fault. You know, it's it's <laughs> it's the worst, though, to, to let that thing fester. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You damn right. Yes. That's huge. That's a very well, fucking good thing to point out. It's when worse. you're sitting in a restaurant and like we're talking about it being clockwork. You got a cog that can't grab the other cogs. You got to get them out, man. You have to. It It just doesn't work. Nope. And it won't. It won't won't fix itself at all, ever. (laughs) It's just broken. Yeah. It's tough, though, because I've never loved it. You know, I've worked with people in the past that are like, no, I don't mind finding people. I'm like, no, I hate it. Like, I'm going to carry this around for a couple days. I'm going to hate it. Yeah. Even people I feel like I really want gone. I still feel bad taking somebody's life like that, you know? Yep. Yeah. And it's huge. And usually it's for the best. I've had some come back and say, Hey man, you know, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And that's I, always a good feeling. Yeah, it is. And it's just like, it's like, Hey man, I never 
You know, I'd never wanted to do this, right? It just happened, you know, shit. You know, I don't know what you're going through. I, you know, yeah. we, we are pretty honest with each other here, but at the same time, I can't, I'm not in your head. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, it, yeah. Yeah, it gets, yeah, it's so, it's, dude, it's so emotional. Why do we like all the emotional shit? <laughs> See, Music, the weird part is, everything. I, I absolutely love writing people up. Okay. Like, I think that's the best time ever. <laughs> it's like an opportunity to sit down and go, hey, this is what went wrong, you know? And I'd say if you approached it like with this like really positive thing, like, hey, I think you and I both know that that was the wrong thing to do, right? Yep. And I and my job here is I got to call you on it, right? I got to I got to say, hey, that's not something we do, you know. And, and and it's like I said, I mean, I've I've been in restaurants long enough that I remember when anything went right, and you could say anything to anybody, and it was horrible for a lot of like especially women. I think it was bad for them. I remember the way we talked. I remember the way that went. And now more often than I care to admit, I got to stop somebody and say, Hey, we don't talk to each other like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's something I never had to do when I was first managing restaurants. It was always just understood that you're going to be an asshole to everybody and you're going to be sexist and you're going to be a shithead and you're going to, you know, God knows what you're going to do. But now it's in the middle of a shift, me seeing the expo window going, Hey, we don't talk like that to each other. That's just not who we are. Yeah. You know? That was something I did with my uh, last restaurant was everybody was like, no matter what we did and what we asked for or what we needed, we always said thank you and please to yes. each other, even yes. in the heat of the shit, you know? And I'm like, I just yes. called you a dipshit, but I was like, thank you. <laughs> you know, I was like, no matter what, I was like, we have to have this general line of like respect. I think you're right. It has to be there. Yeah. I found like... 25-year-old Kev that just was like just an absolute cowboy, right? Just was going to do everything the way he was going to do everything. And 49-year-old Kevin are just two different animals. I mean, I got a bag I carry around and I got like, I always keep, you know, blank cards in there and I write people thank yous on a regular basis. Oh, like, good. hey, that's cool. you went, you went way past or, you know, this, and, and the cool thing about that now is like, so we do a car show every Sunday and, um, the cafe, which usually does like a grand in a day, you know, like yeah. on a great day, we'll do between like 600 and a grand because it's all $5 items, right? Right. Um, we'll do a grand in like an hour and a half, two hours, yes. you know, I mean, which is insane. Yeah. And we do it with like three people. And I just, I remember last weekend we got through it. We got hit and we didn't expect it to come through. Maybe it was two weeks ago. I can't remember though. But my Sundays are always my Sundays, right? And they're always going to be nuts and they're always going to be exhausting and they're going to be great. <laughs> I got to rotate out these three wonderful women that do it every Sunday and they're amazing human beings and they're amazing workers. And it's like one of the best parts of like my life right now is on Sunday afternoon, there's a group text that goes out. And for the first time in my life, I am in like the whole like you go girl, like, you know, text thread where like everybody's like congratulates each other and they're like supportive. <laughs> and it's like the secret language of women that I've never been allowed to have. Like I now get to see them like now share and like treat me as one of them, you know? Yeah. That's it's fun. so, it's so <laughs> great, you know? That's cool. Cause then they trust you obviously, you know? And like, well, they know that it's, there's what's the, the common good is here. <laughs> well, the other thing that's kind of cool is that, I mean, again, having been in this as long as I have, I am aware of how many <clears throat> servers, bartenders, baristas, whatever they might be, that have never had any sort of relationship with a guy where they weren't trying to get in their pants. 
<laughs> I mean, honestly, these are 25 year olds that have probably never had a dude that didn't come on to them. Right. And I feel like I get this lovely opportunity all the time to just treat women like people. And, you know, and this is not like a political movement. It's just that, I mean, the more you talk to them and you realize like, just like you get on the ground and look through their eyes and you see how they see the world. And, you know, I'm here and I'm looking at this giant building and there's drunk guys that are in their forties hitting on the 17 year old host. And I get to be the guy that walks up there and goes, guys, don't do that. Not here. Have a good night, guys. We're going to, we're going to end our evening right now, you know? And they, and they just, and these 17 year olds haven't had anybody stick up for them. And these 25 year olds, a lot of times haven't had that happen either. You know? And you don't want anything from them. You're just like, no, just, I want you to be safe and happy working here. That's it. I just want them to have a really decent experience, you know? I mean, to have the ability to have, like, a safe place to be, you know, and just to be and to make some money and go home to their families or their loved ones or their parents or whoever they go to, you know? Yeah. Just to go home with their head up because somebody treated them with dignity, you know? Yep. Yeah, that was a cool thing. I mean, that's, throughout my life, I've always been around a bunch of super strong women, like, just ones that just take charge, don't take no shit, can give me shit right back. You know the ones you're, I'm talking about because you probably mm-hmm. work with them too. And um, they're all the, they're the best, man. It's just like, I just, you know, like this bitch got my back and I love her and I will yep. be there for her too and nobody will fuck with her. And and it's astounding know, when you get their back because yeah. they're so used to holding all that on their shoulder themselves. Yeah, and they can. <laughs> oh, they, they definitely Generally, can. they don't need me unless they're being oh, they really ignorant. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, I'm usually, I mean, if I step in there, it's a courtesy. You know, I mean, I know they got it. They handle this way better than I do and they handle it way more often than I do. But, you know, I think that every so often them not having to put that on their shoulder, I think feels good. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. At least it's I hope it to. does. Yeah, same, same. Yeah, I hope I know. so. I, I hope I'm not like overstepping. Yeah, that's how I always feel too. But at the same time, it's like, I, these, the chicks that I know are just like, they're just like, I want to talk to them because I want to talk to them because they're really cool people. And I yeah. like the way they hold themselves and that they don't take any of that shit. You know, it's like, they're not smiling just because the guy said, smile, you should smile. It's like, what the kind of creep are you, dude? Like just, yeah, <laughs> maybe she's not having a better day than you are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shit gets weird, man. And yeah, unfortunately you do see it in, uh, the restaurant business, especially with a bar and stuff like that. My you last do. place was in a bar and it's like, you get to see this really fucked up side of people that you hope they're not like that all the time. But at the same time, it's like, you should not treat people like that. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah. You really hope that sometimes, I mean, we've both seen it. Some people just shouldn't drink. Yes. Yes. Amen. <laughs> and I mean, they just shouldn't. That's just not, it's not good for them. It makes them their very worst self. You know, they shouldn't do that. Yeah. But then there's other people that, like, you have to wonder if they just go through life like that. Yeah. You know? Or if their inhibition drops a little bit and their entitlement just comes right up to the top, you know? And it isn't even necessarily about sex or a dynamic between a man and a woman. It's It could be an entitlement over food. It could be an entitlement over anything. You know? And it's, again, I, again, all these things I say over and over again. I got hosts who take the worst of it. And they're all, like, 16, 17, 18 years old, right? And I keep telling him, I'm like, hey, when this guy comes in and he's going to bully you a little bit, you got to remember that that dude came in looking for that. 
Yeah. Like you didn't cause that. That wasn't something you did. Like you didn't behave in such a way that made this guy suddenly into an asshole. He walked in an asshole. That is so you know? wild though. Cause it could be a woman too. You know, it could be a woman. Oh, it like, be. It and it's just it's like, this is a kid. Like you're talking to this 18 year old host. Like yep. she's a piece of shit and she's just trying to get you to a table lady. It's like, I know, God. I know. Like, who and are it you? Be, it could be any number of people. It could be any demographic, but like, and I just keep telling them, like if they come in here and they're going to get pissed off about how somebody making them a meal and them being able to sit down and have it all brought to them. If that pisses them off, even when it goes wrong, they were ready to be pissed off before they walked in. Yeah. No shit, dude. Amen. They, 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 <laughs> they, I mean, because he, he, the other thing that the other side of that is that the vast majority of people, like 98% of the people that walk in, shit goes wrong. And they're like, oh, you know what? Shit went wrong. Can I tell you about it? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, all right, we're not mad, but just this is what happens so you guys know. And I'm like, perfect. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate I can, that. I can Thank work you. with that information. That is good. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I can take some steps beyond that now. Thank you. Yeah, oh, I don't mind that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It's an opportunity. I want the first thing I would say to people when they're complaining to me is thank you. I said, I figure most people who are, who are put off the way you are right now, just go home and tell their friends, but you're actually telling me and that's giant. That's so kind of you. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for not yelping me out. Well, <laughs> you know, um, that, I guess that has its place. What do you think about that whole Yelp thing? You're, you're well, more in it right now than I, when I was in it, it was barely a thing. But now it's like really a thing, I'm sure. But what do you think about all that jazz? It's it's fine, but it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, that's okay. That's what I thought. <laughs> I mean, like it's there and people can vent on there. And sometimes it's ridiculous. You know, I mean, we I, we go through, we just went through April's complaints. And um, we get a printout every beginning of the month that this is all the social media places, Yelp, Google reviews, all these other things. And it's all put into a big thing that we can kind of go to the digest. And I get an email to me and we go through it and we talk about it in our managers meeting. Right. And some of the stuff is just a point where we could be humble and go, yep, we, we dropped the ball on that, you know? And like, like today it was somebody's complaining that, you know, I was asking questions and I didn't get any answers. And if you just take it at face value and not like, oh, this is somebody that's being a dick, you know, like, okay, so we have a server that doesn't know enough about the beer. Okay. You know? Right. right. That's an opportunity for me to train. That's something we can do. That's how we can put this together. And then you got other people that are going, well, we couldn't even sit because the, the chairs were too close together. I'm like, you wanted to be mad. <laughs> you just wanted to be mad. And you found that. Good for you. You did it. <laughs> So yeah. you have to kind of look at it and weigh it and all that. And I mean, yeah, it stays there and it's kind of permanent and it sits there. But the idea is just to kind of try to keep the average going, you know? Yeah. Somebody's okay. always going to be mad. Somebody's always going to be mad. You're going to get a one star. You're going to get a thing and you're going to go on and you're going to realize that I just, and I think as people, the same, the same people, like I'm not different than you. I'm going to tend to say I'm a piece of shit before I'm going to say, Hey, you did a good job. To yeah. myself. Right. Um, and I think it's really easy to dwell and go, okay, we got this wrong. We got this wrong. We got this wrong. But you can, you also have to kind of contextualize it and go, okay, we got this wrong. And I can learn. We failed here. Again, we go back to failure and the thing that, that I've been thinking about so much lately. Um, but look, we had five people here that are like, God damn, this place is great. You know? Right. So let's just kind of balance it. Let's just kind of hold it and say, yeah, we got a lesson here. But it doesn't mean we're shitty. It means that we fuck that up. Yeah. And I think, like, with me in life, 
it's the same balancing act I'm trying to walk right now as I get older and try and talk to myself a little better than I used to, you know, that I can say, Hey, you fucked that up without having to kick my own ass for a day. Yeah. That's the worst part <laughs> that you I can, I can, doing it. <laughs> I, I can, I can have things go really wrong in life and not lose a month to depression over it. Yeah. That's real. That's a real thing, man. I hear that. Oh, I've, I, I mean, my twenties, I remember like the nights would just get like horrifyingly long and my head was terrible and I was talking to myself and, you know, I, I remember just sitting there and it's the same conversation I think I have now where I go, Hey, the rush is going to be over by nine thirty. Can you do another hour? I think I just sat there and said, you know, I can always off myself. Yeah. <laughs> if no, it ever gets too bad, yeah. <laughs> I can always off myself. And Over it was like this weird <laughs> safety valve that I had where I would lay awake. I mean, it's good. I was just contemplating suicide because it was so much like this comfort. Like I could just like have this little pillow that says, if it ever gets too bad, you could just take yourself out of the equation. Yep. I could shut off. I've had a pretty good run. <laughs> and I know now I mean, God, I've gotten harrowingly close to offering myself. I, I've dealt with depression my entire life. I yeah, have. Like that have, close, huh? A few years ago, I. I mean, obviously, don't, if you don't want to talk about this kind of shit, that's fine. I've had a couple what? of whiskeys, so you, you go where you want to go. I'm here for listening. I, I'll, I'll go. I, I don't really think my life has been better hiding it. Um, But a few years ago, I had. A lot of marital problems. I had a lot of things going on in my life. I, I had been really in a bad spot, just feeling like a huge failure. Um, hadn't been playing, hadn't been right, hadn't been doing anything I was really proud of. Hadn't felt very good for a very long time. And I was arguing with my wife, and I'm like, I'm getting out. And I went and I checked myself in a hotel just to get the hell out. Just I, I thought, I thought what I wanted was to get out of the house and just be away from the stress, a space. Yeah. And I remember pushing up the ceiling tile and the drop ceiling in the bathroom and finding the water main and figuring out how to get my belt looped around it and standing on the toilet and sticking my head in my belt and going, all right, I got a zip tie on one end of this and I can put my head through the loop so it'll just tighten if I jump off of here and there's no way I'll touch the ground. And I got my head in this loop and I'm standing on this toilet and I'm, and I'm looking in and the water pipe's definitely going to hold. And I'm going, this, this, this would be easy. I'm a step away. I'm a step away. Loop, head in the loop? Oh yeah. Holy I had my shit, head in the man. loop. I had my, my, I had my belt zip tied to the damn thing at the top right there. And I mean, it was, I was, I was there. I was, I was there. I was inches from jumping off of this toilet seat. Oh my God. You know? And I, I fucking cried. Oh my God. I just sobbed. And I thought about my kids and I thought about my wife and I thought about my house and I thought about the people I had, developed relationships with and I sat down on the bed, got my head out of the loop and I went home and yeah. like I said, I was me and Jen were, were, were arguing and I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm going to just go someplace quiet in this house. and You don't have to interact with me right now. I don't want to fight. I said, but this, ask me tomorrow but today didn't go so good. And I uh, it's the last time I played with suicide as a way out. It's the last time I thought about that is like, hey, at 930, this rush is over because yeah. it really scared the crap out of me. It really, really scared the crap out of me. And I remember like how depressed I would get like in my 20s and my early 30s. Yeah. And I remember reading one time about 
God, I can't remember how old he was, but like Ernest Hemingway kills himself at like in his seventies. And I remember sitting there going, holy shit, maybe this never ends. Maybe this isn't just because I'm young. Maybe these sort of thoughts don't just go away on their own. Isn't that, it scared me. Is, that scares me, you saying that too, because it's just like, it's one of those things like, what, are you serious? Like, I was just hearing about this couple that were getting a divorce after 50, 40 years. Like, right. seriously? Like, this, it could fuck up then? <laughs> like, Problems? Kill, kill, what are you talking about, you know? I know, but I think that we tell ourselves that like, hey, if you do this thing long enough, it'll be okay. What do you mean? And I think that, you know, I mean, for me, getting my head out of my belt was was really good. Yeah, um, definitely. <laughs> because because I got help. I, I, I started going to a therapist. I started. Oh, yeah, good. I started talking to somebody. I started trying to, um, like, like 25-year-old me would have made fun of me for the kind of self-help books I pick up here and there, you know? But there's times I need it. There's times I just need the reminder, like, you know, hey, this is the work you got to do to be able to get through the shitty days, you know? Yeah. Dude, I've been looking at those self-help books since I was 20. So I hear you. Oh my God, I admire <laughs> you. I wish I wish I would have learned it early. I, I didn't. I, I think that, you know, my family was such that you don't really show that stuff. And I think that... Same, my immigrant family, <laughs> same but, shit. But we never fear, talk about feelings. <laughs> well, the fear of weakness kept me from being weak and I really needed to be, I really needed to like, you know, go, Hey, I can't do this on my own. So you like stories. I can, uh, um, my, my, my dad died 16 years ago and the anniversary was a couple of weeks ago. It was April 20th. Mm. And, um, I don't think I've ever really looked at it. Like I, I, it hurt and it ached and it sat there and I don't think I've ever really taken it apart and looked at it. And I woke up um, and I was getting ready for work and I was kind of doing a few things and my sister texted me and all she texted me is it's 16 years. Uh, and I, something about that just hit me so hard because I'd already been thinking about it a little bit. I knew April 20th is the day he died, right? And, you know, I, I, I sat there and it just, the only thing she said was 16 years. And then, you know, I waited a few minutes and she said, are you okay? And I wrote back and I'm like, I don't know. How about you? You know? And... I don't know, I got in the shower, and I'm in the shower, and the next thing you know, I got just my beard full of boogers. I'm just bawling. I mean, yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm crying. Like, like I didn't know I had that much in me. And it's just all coming out. And for the entirety of my life, I've always felt like I had really good friends. And I've kept every one of them in my pocket as an insurance policy. Yeah. Like, I never know how to, like, reach out and go, guys, I'm in pain. It's happening. I need it. I need you. And I've never been able to do it. And I woke up, you know, and this whole thing is just aching. And I get out of the shower and I'm just dripping water and I'm sitting on the side of the toilet and I got my phone and I'm just texting the people I'm closest to in my life. And God, I'm blessed. It's like seven people, right? I put like seven people in this text and I'm like, this is where I am. I said, and this is where I'm at with life right now. And this is where it's at. And I don't think I've ever looked at it. And, you know, I just, you know, I'm trying to spin this into something better. And I want to tell you guys how grateful I am for you. And also let you know that, that I really need you guys. And that entire day was an incredible day. They all, they all did just what I thought they would do. They all called, they all texted back, they all wrote, 
Was that hard being that vulnerable? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it I really bet, was. I bet. I'm just feeling that right now. I'm just like, that's got to be to put yourself out there. 48 years. I've never done that. I've never said I need y'all. Yeah. And I did it. And oh God, I got to get the strength. I got to get the courage to do it again because man, did that mean a lot to me. Yeah, that's huge, man. It, it, I mean, it, yeah, I've talked about it on the podcast before too. My friends are my family. You know, my family is great and I love them, but you know, we're not super close. Yeah, I <laughs> we, you know, And there's not many of us. There's only a few Phalaris in the whole of America, but it's just like, it's like my, our, my, my wife was the same way too. It's like our friends are our family. It's just like, yeah. and they have shown up for us too, for the same, the same shit. And I, I, uh, I just, yeah, that's, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm verklempt here. Go ahead. Keep going, Cap. I'm sorry. I don't even know if there's any way to follow that. You know? <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> Damn. Man. It was just this astounding. I, 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 there's this weird shame when I look back at it. Cause like I should have been doing this for years. Right. Like, I mean, I knew they loved me. Of course. But it's so hard for me to say I knew they loved me. You know, I guess I couldn't be disappointed if I never tested it. Maybe that's the wrong way to put it, but I guess that's what I must have been feeling. Like if I just never test this, then I'll never be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yep. And I think there's always been the nagging doubt in the back of my head. Maybe they don't love me as much as I think they do. Yeah. Cause you know, you grew, it's true because no matter what, it's like, we know we got our friends, but I was like, man, are they really going to be there? Cause you know, maybe shit's really going down now. Like when that whole pandemic shit happened and I, uh, yeah. I called some people, I, I never said this on the podcast, but I, I called a friend that I have not talked to in a long time that I, we kind of fucked up and weren't as close as we used to be. But yeah. when I thought when my dad was blue and in the fucking, uh, ER, I called him up and he did not call me. He texted me back and said he'd pray for my father and stuff like that. And it was just like, yeah. like at this, that time I was like, I'm not even mad. I was like, you know what? We went through some shit together and I've known this guy for a long time and he at least acknowledged me and gave yeah. me that. And he's a, you know, he's a very uh, spiritual dude. So I was like, all right, that, that was enough. You know, and it helped me out at yeah. that moment. But I was like, I've never been, Kevin, I've never lost, I've I've lost some, I, I can't say that. I've lost to quite a few people that I really love. Yeah. But I was like, you know, it's weird when it, when it really hits you. Like, obviously, probably when your father passed or something like that. It was like, yeah, I've never had the, the hard ones except for that uh, my fucking, I, I've had family pass and everything. But my, my uh, singer, my the, uh, White Dragon passed away which I never thought was going to happen. That is the one that put life in perspective for me a little bit. I was just like, Holy shit. It's like, I'm not talking to Joe anymore. You know, I just, yeah. like, it killed me and it was real and it was raw and it hurt and it still hurts. And yeah. I love that. It still hurts. You know, <laughs> it's, it's just, just like some stuff's <laughs> supposed to hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Some stuff's supposed to hurt. I mean, I think that. Dude, I don't, I don't know, know why. I'm sorry. Thing. I'm going to no. cut you off for one second. I was like, I really think that you get that. 
when I hear you sing and I watch you play and stuff like that, I think that you are like just you get the fragility of life. I don't know if that's the right way. As I said, I've had a couple of whiskeys, but I I really think that you you could put into words what I feel sometimes. You know, not to get creepy super fan on you, but it's no, just like I really so, I really feel that way with you. Now that means the world. That's all I've ever wanted. Um I read a thing last week. Uh, I get like this email from uh she's got like this newsletter, I can't remember her name right now, but it's called the Marginalian and she writes about like books and like what people have said and she kinda puts it together with her own commentary. And she had found a quote by some guy, and I can't remember any of it right now. I think it's saved in my email somewhere. But basically, they said, what do you think life is for? And this person said, to get your heart broken. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and at first, that sounds like the antithesis of all the live, laugh, love kind of philosophy out there, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I think that, like, when we're talking here and – you know, you're talking about vulnerabilities and I'm talking about, you know, really calling on my friends. Yeah, yeah, there's there's so much in them showing up, but so much of my life has been getting my heart broken. Like and but but importantly, having enough of a heart that it can be broken or that I can allow it to be broken, you know? Yep. And I don't know about you, but I've also been the asshole too. Oh, for sure. You know? <laughs> I've been the asshole recently, man. <laughs> like it's, it would be fun to pretend like all these years of therapy and good books and stuff like that have made me immune to being a complete prick, but I've done it recently. Okay. Right on. Yeah. Same. I, I don't know. Yeah. It's just, Yeah. <laughs> I did not expect we'd go anywhere near where we've gone so far in this conversation, Kev, <laughs> which is why I love it. Because <laughs> I, I don't know if I told you in the beginning, it was like when I listened to the old, the first podcast, it was like you threw some grenades out there because I did not think of this shit or anything that we talked about for a long time. And I was just like, and then hearing it back and finally re-listening to the episode, the part that I didn't erase. I was just like, wow, man, you, you really throw me some really cool, like just thoughts that I haven't had in a long time. I don't know. Hey, maybe, maybe we're just here to stay open. Maybe. I like that. Yeah. You know, it'll be good at times and it'll suck at other times, but we're just here to stay open. That That's uh, I'm all right with that. Cause it, it I don't know. Cause it makes me, think of things like I try to be a little more honest with myself, you know, just like, and what I'm saying when I'm talking to you, I'm just like, well, I don't, I, I don't want to just, I, I hope, you know, I'm not trying to obviously just waste your time or nothing. When I, no. when I ask for an interview, I'm just like, I really just want to hear your thoughts on life and what you've been doing and how you're processing life. Because I think the way you think of things is interesting and it really <laughs> makes me like take it. analyze things, you know? It's it's partially I, selfish. <laughs> no, no, there's no such thing. I mean, this is all interconnected cogworks of self-interest and 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 benevolence. I mean, like I think we're we're like these weird amalgams. You ever heard of a guy, um, Robert Sapolsky? Yes. 
okay, he does all these lovely YouTube talks. And he's like an endocrinologist and he also studies baboons, right? And one of the talks he gives, he talks about like human beings at their best and their worst, right? And he talks about, um, he's like, I have this fantasy where I, I invent a time machine. And I go back to the 1940s and it's, or, or to the, like the 1930s and it's before Hitler comes to power and I find the guy and I strangle him. Oh, Hitler? He's like, yeah, he's like, I find the guy before he ever comes to power, before he ever kills all these people and I strangle him. And he goes, and it makes me happy. Even though I hate violence. He's like, I'm a guy who watches a ton of action movies and I cheer on the people when they shoot other people because I don't like guns. <laughs> he's like, I don't understand what, it's, what it is to be a person. And I, I don't either, but I mean, like, yeah. but there's this whole part of me that's like, I don't know, maybe if it's just a matter of being able to show up every day and keep our hearts open a little bit and let them at least be strong enough and out there enough to be broken, whether they are or not. And, you know, learning the resilience you got to learn when they get broken. I, I, I hope that's what I'm doing, you know? Yeah. I, I hope that's a good enough reason to wake up in the morning. I th I think it is, man. Cause it, it keeps you like, I don't know. It's like, <laughs> you, you know, the, the fun of youth, right? The, the, yeah. the, we've, we've been there. We've had oh, yeah. that. We've we're lucky enough to have that oh, and God. live through it. Right. I had so much fun. Same, same. And now we have fun in different ways and, yep. you know, but you know, obviously more of the grind of life. Yeah. I you can't know. do the drugs I used to. I got to get up in the morning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing against drugs except that I can't do them anymore, you know? <laughs> Thanks for bringing the levity. <laughs> I was going to get serious. If I had whiskey in my mouth, it would have been in my face. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, I don't know. It's, it's everything so fragile, Kevin, but at the same time, it's so new still. After 51 years, man, I still yeah. have a, I can look back at life and think, wow, I had a blast. And I can look forward to it and think, all right, what's my kid going to live through? You know, what's, what, what yeah. crazy sights is she going to see? You know? Yeah. And what, <laughs> ah, we, we've had some wild lives, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's Has it been, been good. 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 It's been, <laughs> it's been good and terrible and it's been, a, it's been the mix it's supposed to be though. Yeah. You never I've seem had... to shy away from anything, man. Like you will put it out there and let it fly. Like the good, the bad, the ugly. And I don't see that in a lot of people. And I really appreciate that about you. I appreciate that. You appreciate that. Cause most of the time I feel like I'm fucking it all up. <laughs> That's probably how we're supposed to feel. <laughs> I hope so, because that's how I feel nine times out of ten. You know, and I, uh, I don't know. It's um, I, I guess it's. You ask if it's been a good one. Yeah, it has. But I guess if I was waiting for it to be a happy time or an easy one, maybe it wasn't good. But it's been full, and I guess for me, that's good. I like that. That that yeah. full is good. It really it's, is. It's been full. I I, I, I you know, I, I I have 
I don't know if it's that I don't shy away or if I just, I, I think I was really alone for a very long time. And I think I tried to find ways to not be alone. You mean alone and, as in? Like just as a person. Just like I kept myself like in a really weird alone spot. And I I had all these people that love me and people I love. But I always kept this like safety cushion. And maybe maybe 10 years ago, I, I guess, maybe not that long. I don't know when it was, but it just got to the point where I'm like, you know, this isn't, this isn't filling me up, you know, having the space or not looking at the things or not thinking about them or, you know, trying not to be weirdly morbid in the middle of a conversation. It doesn't make me feel like I'm connecting to anybody. It doesn't feel very brave. So like, I'm, I just go ahead and, all right, this is the thing I, I, I feel, you know, and I don't particularly, because I, Jim, what's scary is I don't really like talking to you isn't a whole lot different than talking to people I work with. And I, I like, I'm like this all the fucking time, which is embarrassing <laughs> and <laughs> embarrassing, but somehow connects me to people and it's good. And I, just as many people look at me and walk away as, as say, Hey, come here, you know? So I kind of go with it, you know? Yeah. Well, you, in life you get to with people and especially as many conversations I've had now, it's just like, you've had a lot. Yeah. And it's, but it's like the ones that are great, obviously this one, one I had with you before also, is just like, I, I'm listening to a story, but I'm, I'm listening to a person. I'm listening to a person who's thought about things. It's not just, you're not just waiting for the next empty space to throw something in there. You're trying to like add to a conversation, which is hard to find. I think I said that then the last podcast we had, too. it's just like, yeah, it's hard to find somebody that is just being additive instead of just like filling in the blank space. Like you're not just well, saying words for words. You're I think like, we all have that too. You run into somebody at a party and you're interviewing them and it's just like, Oh, this sucks. You know? <laughs> yes. Yes. The energy vampire. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's a real thing. Oh, do you have to do that on the podcast too? I've done it. Yep. Definitely. Don't name names. I don't want to know. I know no, wants no, to be shamed, no. but and, no, no. But and, it, and it's all right too. Cause it, it's also taught me things like maybe I could have maybe steered the conversation into a better place you know, or tried well, harder, you know, or something, something, you know, whatever. Well, when you go way. back to music or you go back to restaurants and everything, every time you fuck up and every time you shit the bed and every time you drop everything <laughs> out of space, yes, it's an opportunity too, right? That's the thing you can not do the same way again. Right. You know, that's an opportunity. It gives you better eyes, you know? Yeah. And you see you gotta fuck up. stuff coming <laughs> a little bit earlier, you know? Yeah. And I think that those are good things to have, you know? I mean, to be able to anticipate horrible things and horrible messes. And, you know, I think in restaurants you've met, I mean, some, all right, I'm going to have to turn in here soon, but I got one anecdote I've been telling for, I don't know how many years. It's a restaurant anecdote, right? All right, let's end it on that. Go ahead. Give it to me. So, so I, I, um, God, I, this is 20 years ago, probably, um, I had left the country club and I went to like a chain restaurant. We won't get into it. It was like fried food crap on the wall. Most of them are gone now. <laughs> and um, All right. I had a, I had a GM there and his name was Mike McIntosh. Um, and 
I got hired. I'm getting the onboarding. I got like, you know, my three days of training. And then on Friday nights, you got to do the shadows and you follow all the different departments. And, you know, you're at the host stand for a half hour and then you go expo for, you know, a half hour. And then the GM has you shadow with him for like, like a half hour. Right. And I remember I'm out, I'm following Mike around and he's talking to me a little bit. And we're walking through this dining room and it's not this huge restaurant. It's probably maybe 60 tables. Right. And, um, we're walking through and he's talking to me and he's telling me how he thinks about the thing. And, you know, just a really like normal conversation. And he's telling me, this is what I'm looking for. And that's what I want to do. And this is the thing I got this way and how I run things and how I do things and how I think about the restaurant. And then we walk through into the kitchen for some reason, we walks the entire dining room and he comes in and he starts grabbing individual servers and he's grabbing and he's like, he's like, Hey Katie, five Oh one looks like they, they need water. You know, and he's like, somebody else is like going, hey, they get their check and there's a card in it, you know. And then he grabs somebody else and he's like, oh, I think they're looking for their check right now, they're rubbernecking, blah, 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 blah. And I look at him and I'm in absolute awe. And I'm like, what did you just do? <laughs> I'm like, we just walked to a restaurant. You gave me your full attention and somehow you noticed everything in the restaurant. And you have the presence of mind to know which service in which section, who's going on and what's going on. And you remembered it all and you came back in here and you got all the information out in a respectful, cool way. How do you do that? And he looks at me and he stops for a second and he's like, he has no idea. And then he goes, I guess I just have a perfect restaurant in my head. And I notice everything that doesn't fit. Wow. I've been chasing that for 20 years. That's admirable. <laughs> and when we talk about like eyes and fucking up and failing, I can't imagine how many things Mike failed at to get that set of eyes. Yeah. Right on. Cause you got to see it all. You got to have lived it. I will never understand how he did that. Like I said, I've been chasing it for 20 years, but my God, it was probably one of the singly most impressive things I've ever seen a human being do. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you definitely know anybody in the biz, which is a lot of you that listen to this. Yeah, you can appreciate that because it's huge. <sighs> Damn, it was good, man. I don't know. Like I said, I'm going to have to get up in the morning and do my thing. I got to go run out and pick up bakery from my cafe tomorrow morning. So I got to kind of wrap it up. And I hate to because I love these conversations. But I do too, man. And I'm, I'm going to get, get back a hold of you again sooner than later. And Love you, man. Thank you very much. Oh, you too. And I absolutely love these conversations. So this means a lot to me. So thank you so much for reaching out. Oh, anytime, man. If you ever got, do you have anything to promote? Anything you're doing uh, soon-ish? Anything? Come on, Kevin. Sell something. I got nothing. I think I'm playing. (laughs) Well, if anybody here in Illinois, I think I, uh, well, find me. It's KT Trudeau on Facebook because I, once a month go in there and post whatever shows I'm playing. And I got one in June and one in July. July 1st, I'm actually playing at the Roundhouse, which is awkward to play your own house. Um, <laughs> and in June, I'm in Batavia at like Sidecar Supper Club, which I love that place. It's great because after they throw everybody else out, we get to sit and drink with the owners and they're really cool people. All right. June's so a that. big month. What time? When in June? I don't remember, dude. <laughs> you musician, you. That's why I'm saying find me on Facebook. Because like, I'll remember like two weeks out. I remind you that because I don't know what the hell's going on in my life. You're a great person, Kevin Trudeau. I love you, man. Thank you again for you taking too, the time man. out for this, brother. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, man. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you soon. Take All care, right. man. Later, bro. Bye. Bye, bye. <laughs> Woo! All right, everybody. This is Drunk Jimmy. Well, I've definitely at least had a couple of whiskeys. Thank you, wife. I should probably be peeing right now. Holy crap. Anyway, 
I hope you guys enjoy that one. I always have a great time with the Kevin Trudeau. Check him out wherever he just said he was at, because <laughs> I'm definitely not going to remember, because I'm a little lit. Uh, to everyone who's ever worked with me in the restaurant business, just remember, I love all you guys and girls. Uh, what a great time. What a great life. Keep enjoying everything that you guys are doing. I hope you're all kicking ass in your own special ways. And just remember to keep going. I know shit can get dark. It gets dark for all of us. Kevin was brave enough to tell us some shit that he went through, which is very cool. And I appreciate and uh, can take some, uh, you know, pointers from. We're going to get through this, guys. We get through everything, especially you youngsters that are listening to this damn episode. If you got through all two hours of this, God bless you. But uh, I love you guys. Uh, we're going to all talk soon. Have a great week, day, month, whatever you got. (laughs) All right. I'm drunk. I love you guys. Bye.